607 podcast to talk all things pro wrestling and call it right down the middle. That's right, it's time for this week's edition of 607 Podcast presents The Wrestling Show, better known as hashtag 607TWS. And we are coming to you once again from the ODPH Dungeon, the realest thing in pro wrestling. I like it. I like it. I am one of your hosts here. On 607TWS, my name is Rich. I'm also the host of 3FN Podcast. And joining me, as he always does, the other host here at 607TWS. But Jay, you better know him as the host of the Ocho Guru Parlay Hour Podcast. Better known as the ODPH. I'm talking about Ken M. 607 Podcast fam, what is happening? What is going on? What is good? Let's talk some pro wrestling, shall we? That's right. Pro grappling. The world of pro wrestling. Yes. What a world indeed. As told by Hacksaw Jim Duggan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh good lord or the iron sheik <laughs> sheiky baby yes that that's now that is an interview that i would love to do oh my god yes we'll just get the sheik get him nice and drunk <laughs> let him talk all the shit he wants <laughs> that'll be when we decide to shut up shop though yeah that'll be the last okay. episode i don't think there's anything left after that no Man, I, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. It was a kind of a slow week for wrestling for me not like news wise mm-hmm. not like the from the major companies but I usually watch a lot of independent wrestling on the weekends. No GCW. Uh, I did watch some uh, uh, freelance wrestling on IWTV and also NFW on IWTV. Shout out to IWTV. Check them out. Find some new cool shit on there. You know what I mean? Mm. But uh, yeah, other than that, I don't know about you. Uh, I'm going to be honest up front. I mean, you know, even before we get into the stories, I, did, I was at a wedding, so I did not watch Battle for the Belts. I heard that I did not miss a damn thing. No, you, you definitely did not. Uh, it, it was a it was a fair show. I will say that um, Thunder Rosa Hater was actually a really good match. I will give them credit for that. Uh, Claudio Takeshita was uh, oh they gave it a lot of time, but that frog splash uh, was bad. I'm just gonna put it out there. I, I can't sugarcoat it. it. It just looked awful. Look at us. Even before plugs, we got into talking about wrestling. Just yeah. because, you know, hey, I figured I'd say what I did this weekend with wrestling. I mean, this upcoming week, we got a lot going on. We'll yes, talk we... about that during the show, obviously. Uh, speaking of the show, we got a big show. In the main event segment, I got something that I'm titling The Inconvenient Truth. Mm. That's right. Somewhere out there right now, Al Gore's got a tear in his eye. <laughs> with a tear in my eye, mean gene. That's right. That's what that's right now. But it's not about the climate. Well, it's about the climate of pro wrestling. That's true. So we're going to talk about that in the main event. In the mid-card, Ken we will be discussing and breaking down this upcoming weekend for Game Changer Wrestling. It's one of their biggest of the year because it is homecoming weekend in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Unfortunately, I will not be there. I will be on vacation, but I will be watching on Fight.TV. So we'll tell you all about that, where you can find the events, how much, all that happy jazz during the mid-card. Also during the mid-card. Give you that update for New Japan Pro Wrestling's G1 Climax 32. See what's moving and shaking over there in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And first, when we first get into it in the opening contest, we will be talking about the week that was first full week, technically, of the McMahon-Helmsley real-life era. Yep. The first, uh, you know, what's going on with that climate. Uh, Triple H, of course, made some headways 
on Logan Paul's impulsive show. So we'll talk about that. Uh, well, there's also some weird shit going on in the internet. Yeah. We're going to talk about some weird shit on the internet. It has been a weird 24 hours, just not, to say, let alone Sunday here as we're recording. Not toxic, for once. Yeah. Just weird. Yeah. Weird. Uh, we'll talk about that all in the opening contest, but before we do that, Kenno, tell the fine folks how to find yourself and the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Very simple. Swing on over to odphpodcast.com. Join the conversation on our social media accounts. Check out Parlay Points. A new blogs count anywhere just dropped today. So it's obviously talking a little more deep dive about Mance Warner versus John Moxley. GCW Homecoming Impact Wrestling's Emergence Show this week, which is a very, very good card. All that and uh, anything and everything that is the ODPH can be found at ODPHpodcast.com. And, of course, if you're looking to get a hold of me, hit us up, 3FNpodcast.com, for all the information about the 3FN Podcast and everything else we got going on. Uh, trust me, it's, it's good times. Make sure you get a hold of us. Uh, at 3FN Podcast on Twitter is usually the best way to get a hold of me on social media, but we are on all social medias. All those links are up to date and on 3FNpodcast.com. Also, while you're there, T Public Store, if you'd like to support the show, we got the T Public Store. Buy some swag, get a little kickback. Of course, also supporting the show, patreon.com slash 3FN Podcast. Make sure you check that out. The link is on the website as well as the Twitch link because we are still going to be doing live shows on the Twitch. I mean, I, I think we got a couple big after shows coming up at the end of this month. Yes. Beginning of next month, technically. Technically, it's the beginning of next month because uh, that would be for Clash at the Castle mm-hmm. and then All, All out, out, which are back to back at the beginning of September. So make sure you're following us over on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast because uh, that's where you get all those great hits. Uh, on top of all that, like I said, there's all sorts of stuff, directories and everything else. Go check out 3FNpodcast.com. All right, Ken M. I think it's time to stop wasting some time because I believe it's time. That is right. It's time to officially kick off this episode of 607T. WS and uh, let's start with talking about wrestling. We're not going to break down the cards from Raw or SmackDown or Dynamite. We're just going to kind of give an overall like how we felt about this week. It's really kind of picking up. Business has been picking up in World Wrestling Entertainment as now Triple H is is really starting to carve out his space in the world. Of course, we had a post SummerSlam Raw, mm. and on that post SummerSlam Raw, we got to see a lot of buildup in that women's division. We got to see the buildup and the recovery, if you will, of the United States Championship, mm-hmm. where it was made it very important. We got to see two great uh, three, uh, three-man three uh, matches, trios matches, if you will, that led to a main event of one-on-one for a number one contendership between Ciampa and AJ Styles. We got to see things on the show that we haven't seen in a long time. We got to see dives. We got to see handcuffs off of, of the commentators. So all these little things that are coming to fruition that some people out there are just, mm, well, the cameras they still suck. Yeah, you're grasping for straws if that's the only thing you can find negative about the shows. Listen, for everybody that's been tuned off to WWE product, this has been the first week in a very, very long time that I can speak for a lot of people. It's been fun to watch WWE programming. I agree. Monday Night Raw was great. Coming off of SummerSlam, coming off some of those things, coming off the excitement, and then to continue that excitement by saying, hey, here's the women's you know, division. Mm-hmm. Full on. More matches with more match time. Yes. We got two triple threat matches, like I said, that got match time. The finish to the first triple threat match was a 450 splash into a Styles clash for the victory for AJ Styles. We ain't seeing this in the Vince McMahon era. No, God, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. This was NXT 1.0 to the letter. Ciampa winning a big trios match and then defeating 
the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. Once again, that video package for the United States Championship reminding us that the United States Championship has a lineage, that it means something. I think that's what Triple H is trying to do, bring value back to the titles. He's he's just brought value to the Raw Women's Division, which people were calling sus at best. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still better than a lot of the other divisions in wrestling, just throwing it out there, but it was still sus. Now, no longer sus. <laughs> no. We, we have Bailey and her group, and it's, it's must-watch TV. Absolutely. No, this entire program of Raw was really setting the pace for the week. And we talked about that first hour was commercial-free. We had matches. We had storylines being built. We had basically a new reader's guide, or new viewer's guide in this case, to jumping back into WWE. Why does the U.S. title matter so much? Here's a video package, putting it right on the table. You want matches? We're going to give you two great triple threat matches that build into a story. Well, well, here's the thing. That goes into making the United States title feel important again. Yeah. You had two triple threat matches with some big tiered names. Mm -hmm. I mean, the first one, you have The Miz. AJ Styles and Mustafa Ali, who hasn't been reused. That match, Mustafa's looking great. Yeah. Some of that in that video, remember, I want to show the world these linked moves and stuff. We got to see that in this match. Then fast forward to the second match, you got Ciampa out there. Uh, you got what? It was Ciampa. Ziggler. Ziggler. And I can't remember who the last person was now. But it, either way, still a good match with yeah. Ciampa. You showcase Ciampa. That's, see, the whole thing is, I might be able to forget, and somebody could be like, oh, see, it was so important that you forgot. No, no, no. What was important is putting Ciampa over. The and Ciampa looked good. The ending is what we match. all remember. Yes, And then absolutely. at the end of the day, we had a main event, AJ Styles and Ciampa, and Ciampa goes over. Chad Gable. So, oh, it's Chad Gable. Yes, it was, because he caught a promo. Yes. Got a promo. It was pretty funny. Uh, I can't believe I forgot about him. But once again, the still the important thing to take from it was Ciampa wins. Mm-hmm. Ciampa goes to the main event. Ciampa wins. Ciampa's over. He's getting a title shot this upcoming Monday Night Raw against uh, Bobby Lashley, one of the top guys in the company. So now all of a sudden, we've got Ciampa in that top mid-card almost main event precipice because that's the main event uh, is where Bobby Lashley is. Mm -hmm. Bobby Lashley, you can plug into a main event level. So now, by proxy, that means Ciampa goes from being a a, a lackey to the Miz to being a top mid-card in breaking into that, that main event level. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant like to set up. that. Yeah, but that goes to show when you really set up that structure of storylines. And that's the one thing we've been hearing from everybody on social media, every fan we talk with. There's no storyline building here in WWE. They're not doing it right. In one night, they instantly created a main eventer. I absolutely. mean, if you think about it, like because obviously he did work in NXT, but Ciampa was put over. Ciampa was made... For the WWE Universe. Oh, yeah. That's the takeaway from here. Absolutely. I I, I agree. Uh, at the end of the day, though, overall, great episode of Raw. Way to kick it in gear. I thought they did an amazing job there. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to Friday. Yeah. Friday's night episode of SmackDown. I'll say this. A little lighter than Raw. Once again, Raw reminding us why it's the flagship. Mm-hmm. You come to Friday... We still got some good matches. Yes. We still got to see a great match between Ludwig and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura setting up a Shinsuke Nakamura versus Gunther match next week. So bringing imports back to the Intercontinental title, ladies and gentlemen, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yep. We got to see uh, Liv Morgan come out and explain her controversial win over Ronda Rousey leading into a women's gauntlet match, which wasn't the greatest. I'm going to be honest with you. No, it wasn't the greatest. Well, match was a little whatever. But at the end of the day, Shayna Baszler coming out on top. Brilliant storytelling here because obviously with the connection to Ronda, that that story is going to play out a little more deeper than people realize. And then let's be honest. We get the end of the show. Yeah. We get what we all pay for. 
Well, during the show, we got the entertaining stuff with Sami Zayn and the bloodline. Of course. Which then morphs into, we're going to have this face stare down. We're going to have this first meeting, if you will, on our way to clash at the castle between the now number one contender for the WWE Unified Undisputed Universal Championship and the Tribal Chief. And when we come out, we get a great promo from Roman. Mm -hmm. I love what he said about the wise man. Yeah. Try to kill him. (laughs) He's in a hospital right now. Prayers. Prayers for Paul. Yeah. Fantastic. (laughs) Fantastic work. And then you have McIntyre come out looking very strong, looking great. But then what nobody expected. This is the expect the unexpected Triple H righting some wrongs. What nobody expected. Earlier in the day, we I had heard this giant rumor that I brought to you guys. Hey, I'm hearing this rumor that Killer Cross, aka Carrion Cross, could be on his way back to WWE. Just, mm-hmm. to, just not tonight. It was just, hey, we're hearing this rumor that it looks like some things might be happening. He got pulled from some shows, right? Most notably, Circle Six. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, the music hits, and it's not that corny ass gladiator music. No, 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 no. It is a video and music of the original Carrion Cross with. None other than Scarlett Bordeaux in the entranceway. Crowd gives him a response. I heard online that the crowd was dead. I was like, what are we, were you listening to the same? No, it definitely was not. It was just haters being haters. <laughs> I was like, were we listening to the same stuff? I mean, it wasn't Cody Rhodes level pop, but there was still like a, oh shit, business picked up. And then Karrion Cross attacks Drew McIntyre, leaves Drew Mac in, in shambles. And Scarlett puts the hourglass on the ring apron as they stare down. Uh, Roman Reigns, and she turns that son bitch over. Tick tock. And by the way, greatest call from uh, uh, Michael Cole. Pat McAfee goes, "What does all this mean?" And Michael Cole just goes, "It means tick tock." How subtle, but how effective. Exactly. They set this up perfectly. We, you know, like you touched on, you were hearing the rumors, and I was hearing rumors too that he might have come at, back as soon as SmackDown too. Couldn't get any confirmation, but. This is what we are expecting from Triple H because he's adding the excitement back into WWE. And Cross is a Triple H guy. Oh, yeah. And, you th- and everybody goes about, well, the the package. And I heard that nonsense, too, about the, he didn't get a pop. Oh, he absolutely did. Every single hater of WWE went online and was trying to bring up that whole Adam Cole promo nonsense. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Which it, you can just throw right out the window because within five minutes, they made Cross a full-fledged WWE Universe star. Main eventer. Yes. He's in the main event. He's out there with the top guy in the business, whether you like it or not, in Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. He's out there with the number one contender for that title in Drew McIntyre, who's one of the most over people in World Wrestling Entertainment. Facts. So he's out there with main event guys, which by proxy makes him a main event guy. Mm-hmm. Right? Am I wrong? Yeah, no, you get, yeah, when you get put in a program like that out the gate, and especially with how much Triple H was pushing him in NXT, which a lot of people forget, but he's the one that helped craft that whole entrance, which is one of the most dynamic entrances in all of wrestling. That the fact that Cross and Scarlett both are back on the roster, this is the version that we had in NXT, the one that became champion. This is a huge move to bring him up to the roster, give that shakeup, and really let this character go. My my favorite my favorite tweet and I wish I would have like earmarked it. I did like it. I, I don't want to go back and find it. it. Was from I can't remember who it was from. I apologize if it was from you. Just give me a shout out. I'll give you a shout out. Uh, but it was like, you know what I'm pissed off about? The Carrion Cross has this beautiful head of hair and he shaved it off before. Yeah. <laughs> oh, He's like that man's got a luscious luscious uh, hair on him and this this motherfucker shaved his head bald before. He's styling, man. He's styling. Uh, uh, listen, man. I'm I'm all for it. And, and just like that, 
you make another star. Mm-hmm. You make another star. And, and it doesn't matter what people on the internet think. Perception is reality. Yeah. And and there's a lot more people thinking, oh, this is a big deal, than there was not thinking that. And that's where we're going to get in our first bit of weirdness. Uh, listen, internet fans, internet wrestling fans, whether you like WWE or not is inconsequential. If your takeaway is that the cameras, oh, the shots are not what to your liking. If that's what your takeaway is, if you say, hey, listen, I don't like what's going on in the ring. That's fine. I understand that. Yeah. That's fine. Don't watch. You know, it's easy. You don't have to watch. But if you're like cameras, I'm like, listen, is it the greatest cameras ever? No. But there's a reason they shoot things the way they shoot things. And if you don't like it, that's fine. But that's their style. Here's the thing. I also know that you've never watched an independent wrestling show ever. 1,000%. I've watched shaky cam. Uh-huh. I have watched <laughs> I have watched cameras that are readjusting uh, constantly because the bright lights of, on the ceiling are messing the camera up and going from dark to light. I have watched some really terrible filmed shit. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> you, you know what? I've seen some really good matches filmed terribly, but they it didn't change that the matches were tremendous. If that changes your opinion of a match, then it's not for you. Then don't watch. There's no reason to go on and be like, hey, well, you know, uh, uh, you know, it just, uh, the cameras. If the cameras were better, I'd be in. No, no, you want it because you'd find something else because it's the goalposts. It's the goalposts that you, that, and this goes both ways. We're going to talk about it in a second. Don't worry. Oh, AEW yeah. gets its due. The goalpost goes both ways, though. Certain people, whether they're trolls or just fans of AEW or just not fans of WWE, they'll keep moving the goalpost. Like, you could be like, okay, SummerSlam, great show. And then, uh, first of all, I kept, you know, coming off SummerSlam, it was mid. First of all, if you are an adult male (laughs) and you say the word mid, you're a fucking loser. I'm being serious. You are. Like, if you're around my age, which I'm almost 40, Ken is in his 40s. If you're in your mid to late 30s and you use the word mid, you're a fucking loser. Because that's, that's not, you're not hip anymore. I'm sorry. You're just not. Yeah. Okay. And, And if you think that's a directed shot towards you, it probably is. That's fine. I'm not calling out anybody in particular, but if you feel that way, then you just outed yourself. Mm-hmm. But d- yeah, mid is not for you. You're not cool. You're not hip. You never were. And your takes are shit. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Let's just throw that out there. Uh, you know, Sean Ross Sapp ain't fucking cool. No matter how much he wants you to think he's Billy Badass out there these days. It isn't happening. Okay? He ain't cool. And that's fine. Know your lane and stay in it. None of the people that work for him are fucking cool. None of the Dave Meltzer, not cool. Have you seen his office? That's not what cool people look like. Okay. Brian Alvarez, failed wrestler, failed author, not cool. Like, let's, let's just call it how I see it. And if, if any of them have a fucking problem, come back to my DMs like you always do. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Come back. And then, well, you were saying mean things about me again. I wasn't saying mean things. I'm just saying you're not cool. Honestly, I'm not fucking cool. Ken's not fucking cool. We're in our 40s on microphones giving our opinions. That's all we're doing. Mm -hmm. And if you enjoy and you are entertained, thank you. I applaud you and keep going. But we're not cool. We're nerds. (laughs) We like nerdy shit. We read comic books. We watch nerdy programming. And we watch pro wrestling, which probably makes us the most uncool people in the room. (laughs) Pro wrestling is not popular. It never was. Even when you don't lie to yourself in the 90s during the Monday Night Wars and think it was popular because the cool kids wore NWO and DX shirts, they still didn't watch wrestling. You weren't one of them. Right. I knew that because I had plenty of people who I saw in DX and NWO shirts who couldn't tell me what was going on on Raw or Nitro. That was always a great fact when you go, okay, who's the three founders of the NWO? 
and it's that long, drawn-out pause. This is a cool shirt, man. Yeah. Why do you got to talk shit? Yeah, this is a cool yeah, shirt, Yeah, what are you man? talking about, nerd? You, and, and mind you, the ratings were a lot bigger back then. So, sure, there was more wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. But that didn't mean we were any cooler than we are now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not fool ourselves. The only thing we're kind of cool on now is, is the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, let's be honest, but... I'm just throwing that out there because it's just weird. I'm the coolest guy in the room. I have this shitty information that nobody else has. And that's people who are saying stupid shit like it's mid. You know, the kids the kids are looking at you like you're dumb. Yeah. There's not a lot of the youth that are watching wrestling. Look at a wrestling show sometime. Mostly guys in their mid to late 20s at the youngest. Occasionally you see kids that come with their parents. Mm-hmm. Like my kid. Yeah. But yeah, so let's let's get that out of the way. No more saying mid. <laughs> we don't say that here because reasons. Yeah. yeah, so throwing it out there. But you hear that shit, right? It wasn't. It was a great show. If you didn't like it, it wasn't for you. Then don't watch. It's fine. Mm-hmm. You're not offending anybody. Like we don't need your fucking hot take on the internet, brother. Because nobody gives a fuck about your hot take on the internet. You know how many people I see throw hot takes on the internet that have like fucking a like or tail likes or hell even the guys who have twenty likes in the realm of things. You're nothing. It doesn't mean shit. Who cares? You're just hoping that you catch that viral one, man. You notice? You notice? I don't give a fuck about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to throw it out there. I don't care. Ken live tweets the shit he live tweets because it's the same conversation we're having outside of that live yeah. tweet. So, like, I know that's his feeling. So, he doesn't give a fuck if he has 100 tweet or 100 likes or retweets or two. He's That's his feelings, and that's fine. And if that's what you're doing it for, that's fine. Thank but you. all this, But all this, like bullshit that we read this weird shit yeah and it's weird shit like that the camera angles no who cares you're grasping for straws that's the whole point of that that like listen if you're worried about camera angles aw dynamite the show that you allegedly like smash smash cut from vignette to promo every vignette to promo on this past week dynamite so that was five yeah count them five so therefore five different times they smash cut not faded not smash cut Mm mm-hmm yeah, I know I made that noise on purpose. That's how yeah. annoying that is. Exactly. You know what? You know who didn't get mad about it? Not me, because I didn't give a fuck about the smash cut. I noticed it only because I'm like, hey, people are talking shit on the internet, and here we are, smash cutting. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole thing. But it, it goes back to that whole nonsense about you, rapper, you know, defending your brand. And the whole thing about it was, we live in this day and age where everybody is still thinking that there's a real, you know, WWE versus AEW nonsense. When are we going back to when it's just wrestling and it's cool to us? Mm-hmm. Like that's like where, what you like. Yeah, like I had a great conversation with Kevin Gill about it. You tr- you shared the tweet. I've actually been talking to him about it. Mm-hmm. It's just about enjoying what you like. Sitting there and trying to chase it for clout, to paraphrase, is such a waste of time and energy. And I and the one thing I, I say, and I think Rich agrees too, the amount of time it takes for you to spend a negative TikTok tweet energy, you could be going out and finding wrestling you love. So why are Absolutely. you why are you putting yourself through it? Well, because you want you want people to notice you. It's that it's that pay attention to me. Yes. I, I wish I could get the audio for that. Oh my we never, god. We were never able to find the audio for that. No. We have the gif. Yeah, the gif is the amazing. CM Punk gif, pay attention to me. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's not a knock on CM Punk. It's literally what the gif is. It's yeah. the bowling alley. He's looking at the camera and he yells, Pay attention to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I could get the audio to that. I have not found the audio. One day, it'll go on the board. But that's all it is. We're in an age of pay attention to me. And you've heard Bully Ray talk about this now. You've heard Kevin Gills talked about it, as we were just pointing out. You've heard a lot of people, Samoa Joe, this past weekend, talking about the same shit. Like, we're on a place where people think, you know, eh, be a fan of something. And that doesn't mean you have to like everything. You could have an opinion like, oh, man, I thought that match wasn't good. If we were at a place where, like, oh, that match just fell flat for me. I didn't like it. End story. 
And then somebody wrote, oh, man, no, I really enjoyed it. What didn't you like about it? And you just literally went, oh, it just maybe it was like some you would have a common ground and people understand. That's what we try to do on this show. Yeah. Instead, you had, man, that was trash. That was mid. That was mid, man. And then somebody else feels like you're fucking attacking them for some reason because we're so fucking tribal. Yeah. And, and and then it's this big fucking pissing contest. And that's why you're going viral. You're not going viral because of what you, what you said was so fucking profound. Mm-hmm. You're going viral because there's people t- having a dick measuring contest in your fucking chat. And it's, you know, listen, three inches is three inches, brother. That's the biggest <laughs> in that chat. Okay. Calm it down. Calm it down. And yeah, I'm going to take shots because I've always taken shots. These aren't the people I want really listening to me. We always talk about it. I want wrestling fans who get excited about hearing us talk about wrestling things. But we have to bring these things up because there's weird-ass fans out there, which is going to continue into my next weird thing. Why is it that Matt's Warner is on Rampage? Rampage, we haven't got this now in members out, but they're estimating Rampage was up like 175 to 100,000. 431. Right, right, but that's up for them. Yeah, from the usual three fifty, three seventy five. Yeah, so range. like I said, seventy five to a hundred thousand because we don't have the exact numbers and we won't until the end. So maybe, maybe bringing in the indie GCW guy, who even though you might not know him, somebody else knew him. They're going, hey, I want to tune in that program. You know how many people I know on the internet that watch just indie wrestling who were tuning into Rampage for the first time just to watch Mox versus Mance Warner? Like that's so. Once again. Instead of winning the day, yeah. <laughs> instead of fucking winning the day, people shat on it. And most famously, the one guy, I'm not going to give him any more fucking tread. But listen, man, first of all, he wasn't an AEW fan shitting on it. It was a WWE fan. So here's where it comes to the other side. Remember, I said I was going to catch up in, in all sides. Mm-hmm. We're here. We call it right down the middle. Some WWE drone, as I like to call them nowadays, <laughs> is is out there going, well, I don't understand why, you know, they have some guy that nobody knows going against their champion. I can't follow this storyline stuff. You know, I don't have time. I got a job and a fiance. If you looked at him, he don't got a fiance. Let's be honest. That's going to be my one shot that I take because I was looking at it like I was laughing because he looks like somebody that we know that's probably spying on this right now and i if if he is yes we're talking about you uh (laughs) fuck off uh but anyways uh i just want to throw it out there (laughs) this guy was so dear dear to my heart because he puts all this out there and i'm like ryan satin trying to defend him which ryan satin's a fucking Mm e-drone like as much as dave Meltzer and brian alvarez are apologists for aw on that other side you got ryan satin let's be honest yeah and then you got some guys in the middle, you know, mm-hmm. SRS kind of in the middle. He plays the fence a lot. I'll give him credit for that. I like being, I like people in the middle more. Right. Mm-hmm. But you have Ryan Satin on one end. You have Alvarez and, and uh, Meltzer on the other end. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> he, he defends it. And I looked at the comments cause you had sent me the tweet and I, I'm looking at the comments and I didn't see any, att- I mean, I'm, if I went down for enough, I'm sure there's some attacks in there, but a lot of the people were just saying, Hey, listen, man. In the time that it took for him to make that negative TikTok, he could have just Googled Mance Warner, found out exactly who Mance Warner was. Yeah. He could have actually watched the match, which was very entertaining, and I did watch it. He could have watched that match and gone, oh, I don't know who this guy is, but I was entertained. Not everything is a storyline. Not everything. Sometimes you just have exhibition matches. And lest we forget, this is how Eddie Kingston became hired by AEW and then became the face of that company in a lot of ways, the locker room general, I should say, is because he came out during Cody Rhodes uh, doing the TNT Open Challenges and he impressed the internet that much. So why wouldn't they go back to that well with an entertaining person like Matt Warner? But okay, you don't know who he is. That's fine. Enough people did know. Enough people knew that there was a bump. And now was it him, him is the reason the bump in the ratings? Maybe, maybe not. But out of nowhere, they've been plugging around like the same shit, and then they get a bump in the ratings. I think it's because a lot of independent wrestling fans tuned in to see that match. 
I'm, because he's big on GCW, which mm-hmm. is a bigger company, and he's also big in other indie companies as well. Yeah, I, t- I actually touched upon this in Blogscon Anywhere this week. This is something that for the internet fans, which AEW does market a lot of their promotion to because they do l- go heavy to the IWC more than the pop culture audience, in my opinion. This was something for the internet fans to come in and, t- and tune in and check out because Mance is a name on the indie scene. If you don't know him, that's your th- deal. But for a lot of us to watch GCW, MLW, we know who Mance is. So this is an opportunity for us to see him on a bigger stage with Moxley. I mean, if you really want to take it down to it, it was technically a GCW title match because Moxley is the GCW world champion if you really want to get in the It's schematic. an eliminator match because if you beat Moxley, you get a shot at the title. Yeah, but even so, just for the GCW fans, there was something to go in there. I mean, that's why I say it was kind of perceived as like a GCW title match. It's something for fans to tune in and check out. There was something exciting for them. And then, like most appearances that they have with AEW through the Forbidden Door, it doesn't take too long to Google a name. You'll see videos pop up usually if the wrestler is a noteworthy person. And you can go check them out before they debut. So why was there, like, the outrage about it? Like, you need more of a storyline. All you need to know is a world champion is facing a contender. That's pretty much all you need for any wrestling match. And also all you need to know is this. If you are just a WWE fan, you don't like the indies, you don't like AEW, then just watch WWE. There's yeah. enough content. If you're an AEW fan and you don't like WWE... Then, or the indies. Don't watch them. Just watch AEW. There's enough content. If you are a independent wrestling fan, New Japan fan, anything like that, and you don't like either of those promotions, which there is some out there, mm-hmm. then just stick to what you like. Why are you wasting hours of your life that you're never going to get back again? Once again, so you can have a profound tweet. Yeah. So you can feel like, oh, look it. It went viral because everybody had a cat cushion pad test. And look it. I have a thousand likes. And look at that. I'm so cool now. No, you're not. No, you're not, man. You're not. It's just, that's just how it is. And if that's like your joy in life and you're a troll, okay, I get it. But it just is annoying. And once again, I've started cleaning up my stuff so I don't see you. And I I, I tell everybody else they should as well. But at the same point in juncture, it's just, if you love somebody or you claim that you love something, shouldn't you show some love for it? I mean, that's the whole point about being a fan and doing it. But it's like wasting the time to do the negative energy is just getting you nowhere. For what? 30 fake likes that somebody's just agreeing with you to agree with. Like, that's not cloud. I mean, that's cloud chasing. That's not anything substantial because guess what? A tweet today is gone tomorrow. Ain't nobody who's remembering it unless you keep trying to shove it down somebody's throat. Yeah. Uh, that brings us to the other weird one. And that, of course, happened at an independent wrestling show this weekend where young Billy Starks did a, <laughs> a swanton Yo. from the uh, top turnbuckle to the floor onto a chair because their opponent moved out of said chair. And, of course, it went viral for all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the cult of Cornette and the, the, the trolls and the drones and the kool they all showed up to have a, a party about, hey, look, there's nobody in the crowd and you're doing that stuff, huh? You're working for a hot dog and a handshake, huh? Like, all that stuff came back. Yeah. I want to remind you of this. She's 17 years old Mm -hmm. and is a tremendous in-ring worker. Absolutely. Do I agree with necessarily taking those high risks all the time? No. People shouldn't. But I'm going to tell you why it happens and why everybody out there is, is, is the reason it happens. Because before this weekend, there was a good portion. Like, the indie world knows who Billy Starks is. Mm -hmm. But... The casual fan might not. A couple of them might have seen her viral thing from her and Nick Wayne. Right. When she gave him the uh, Rubik's Cube on the apron. Mm-hmm. So there's some some people might have seen that. But now she's done this. More people are talking. More things are coming out. By the way, she did the right thing. Never commented on it at all. Smart. I loved it. Yeah. She went right by. I had a great weekend. Did what I had to do. Boom. On to the next one. Love it. Love it. 
However, the problem is, is that when people are trying to be noticed and trying to go viral in this world of wrestling, where you're trying to get a contract, mm-hmm. trying to get more bookings, you have to do some things up the ante sometimes. And unfortunately, yeah, there's not as many people as independent wrestling shows. There should be. There's a lot of great independent wrestling shows that are in front of a lot less people than they should be in front of. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, that's the way of the world because there's some people out there who won't give that a chance because they think it's trash wrestling for some reason. Right. When it's the same shit you see on TV. Exactly. Sometimes just... better, sometimes worse. Absolutely. You can go to bad indie shows. Mm-hmm. We call them shindies. Yeah. They're out there. Trust <laughs> oh, me. Yeah, you, don't have, you don't have to go far. In some of the areas you live in, you probably don't have to go far. Mm-hmm. But there's also some really good stuff out there. Like I tell you all the time, go to IWTV, independentwrestling.tv, $9.99 a month. You might not like the deathmatch stuff, but there's technical stuff. There's great stuff. Freelance had a hell of a show this past weekend. Yeah. And there's a really good place as well. And we're going to see the wrestlers of tomorrow. What I mean by that is there's, all these people get signed some from somewhere. I mean, with the exception of a Roman Reigns, who didn't really work the Indies at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did a little bit for his father. Sure, but not enough to really have But that. With, with that exception, everybody else right now that you're a fan of worked independent pro wrestling. So you're a CM Punk fan? Mm-hmm. CM Punk worked independent wrestling. Oh, yeah. Kevin Owens fan? Kevin Steen worked the Indies. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins fan? Tyler Black was on the Indies. Moxley? John Moxley was on the Indies. Oh, yeah. And the list goes on and on and on. So you just named the top stars. Chris Jericho? Indies, international. Mm-hmm. Everybody cuts their teeth there. <laughs> For the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, WWE tries to skip over, of course, but you tell me one of those guys that they brought in that wasn't a pro wrestler and wasn't in love with pro wrestling that worked out. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Kurt Angle? Maybe. Maybe. That's probably the only one I can think of. Right, but, I mean, he also has a different route. I mean, same thing with, like, Logan Paul. But, see, he fell in love with it. Yeah. Same thing that Logan Paul seems to be doing. Mm-hmm. So there, if you fall in love with it, you go to that next level. But outside of that... Think about it. Who's Name somebody who came in, and, and somebody's going to say The Rock, but The Rock, the business was in his family. Yes, he tried to play football. Same thing with Roman, though. He tried to play football. It didn't work out. He came to the family business. Bottom line. So it's in their blood. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the only one maybe Jade Cargill? She's doing well, but still the book hasn't been written on her yet. Right. I love how everybody will say, oh, she's been undefeated this whole time and blah, 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 blah. But that's booking. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we haven't gotten a classic rivalry with her yet. Yeah. That's the one thing that I will mark out. And also, she is getting better week by week. Mm-hmm. So I'm never going to shit on her. No, no, definitely. But at definitely. the same point in juncture, she doesn't have that career-defining uh, arc yet. Right. Which she's still young in the business. So no, she's she's still young. But I was just trying to think of like with her on indies. And like, she I don't could remember. be. She wasn't on the indies. Yeah, that's what I was but she, but, but once again, she's one of those that you should watch out for. Oh, she, absolutely. She could join that list with Kurt Angle. Yeah, a 1,000% with that. But anyways, I digress. Yeah. It, it, guys, comment down. Weird tweets. Fucking weird tweet. That's weird to me. Because you're judging people who are trying to make a name for themselves. Yes. It's fucking weird, man. Yeah, shit could have gone wrong. Things could have been... Yep, you're absolutely right. That's why you shouldn't attempt that all the time. But they didn't. It goes viral. Now everybody knows her name. Hopefully that means more bookings for young Billy Starks. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it, sometimes you crash and burn. But sometimes it turns into a Darby Allen moment. Yeah, exactly. How do you think Darby got his job? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he was making those moments all over the Indies and still to this day. Yeah. I, I digress. Mm-hmm. Please stop with the weird tweets. I know that's not going to stop the ones that are that. But once again, I've tried to flush them out. Somebody's like, can't believe you tried to drive away listeners. Mm. We'd rather have good conversation <laughs> than bad takes 101. Yeah, anybody can have a bad take. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying an opinion is, is bad takes. If it's your opinion, you believe that. It's art. It's subjective. Sure. There's a difference between an opinion and just saying the buzzwords for a bad take. Yep. Why is this? Why? No. It's all, it's all subjective. It's art. Mm-hmm. Speaking of art, speaking of subjectiveness, AEW Dynamite this week. So we're everybody's waiting. How's Tony Khan going to fire back? With 
another, and I'm sorry, I understand there's people out there that think the last three weeks of Dynamite have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of them. I'm with you there. One to two matches on each, best that possible. Yeah. Way too many promos. <laughs> For my liking, um, half the roster can't cut a promo to save their life. Mm-hmm. Just bottom line, but they make fun of promo school. So, yeah, it's a that weird. Tell you, that should tell you all you need there. to know. Um, this past week was no different for me. I'm sorry, like I don't understand how people thought that that women's tag match was was phenomenal. Like you can how how was there people out there who watched Bianca versus Becky at SummerSlam and said that that was we'll use their word again, Ken mid yeah, and then thought that. Uh, uh, the th- the thunderstorm versus uh, Brit and Hater match was oh my god it was the greatest women's match of all time, like the first part of the match is full of botches, and then after the botches they're off a step, and then by the end of the match you just don't care yeah <laughs> like I'm sorry I, I'm once again that's my opinion if somebody else loved it that's fine that's the best part because I'll never tell you you're wrong because if you're if your opinion of the art was it was great my opinion it wasn't good mm-hmm. and I watch enough pro wrestling that I'm like. Ah, didn't do it for me. Yeah, no, it just it just didn't click. Like for you know, we've talked about this again with WWE. Sometimes you get in the ring and it just doesn't mesh. And this is one of those cases. It just it was off for half a step. That's, oh yeah, that's why I thought Rosa and Hater was a lot better this past week. There you go. And, and I, I didn't see that match because mm-hmm. I was at a wedding. Yeah. But if you're telling me you thought that was good, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. But, but that's my whole point, though. Like it's it's everybody's opinion. Like I felt bad for Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Because that made no fucking sense to me. Oh, we're going to show a promo for Ty and uh, Sammy. And somebody's going to go, well, it's just because people hate it. That's why they're doing it. Well, that's stupid. And then you're drawing in Sammy or Eddie into it. Sorry, it's said Sammy. I was thinking about Sammy Zane. Uh, you draw Eddie into it, and here's Eddie trying to cut a promo where he it looks, like, looks like he gives a damn and he doesn't. Yeah, and you can definitely tell it. <laughs> you can definitely tell he's checked out about it, which, I mean, listen, I don't blame him. There was more. There was more feeling when he cut that promo on the cookie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean. So yeah, I mean, but that's the one thing when you try forcing in the stories, and especially if you're trying to make it such a dramatic thing about all out, it really fell flat. And I think you can kind of tell it that when you have certain wrestlers that get in there, and this is just my opinion about it, either they're really buying into what they're doing, or they're going like, "What are we doing here?" And that was one of those moments, like, "What are we doing here, dude?" We've had Wheeler Yuta on this hot streak of wrestling some really great matches, then he gets in there with Jericho. Yeah, Jericho. Needs to go. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I'm going to say it now. He's off by a lot of steps. Yeah. It's 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 almost at the level of being embarrassing. And I don't care about like which variant of Jericho we're getting. Yeah. Because I know this what's week. Him, what's him ripping off Mick Foley's gimmick? Yeah. Suddenly, like we're going into the, you know, unless they're setting for that up for uh, full gear. You know, they're going to have the battle of like each clone there, so to speak. <laughs> the Lionheart versus uh, Dude Love. It's, it's going to be Lionheart versus Painmaker. Yeah. Versus... Whatever, like champion. Yeah, like it's the wizard. It's just like it's gotten to the point. You can like, come up with all the nicknames you want. If you're not getting it done in the ring, you're not getting it done in the ring. Yeah, and that's the whole point. Like Father Time has caught up to him. I mean, that's just my opinion about it. Dude, Sting looks better. Yeah, it's Sting. It's 63 years old or whatever he is, jumping off stuff. Crazy. Listen, Jericho is like five steps ahead of where Flair was in his last match. He throws the slowest Judas effect yeah. ever. I can slowest see Judas effect ever. Lion Tamer looked good, at least. You don't well, have to do much there. Yeah, the Lion Tamer was fine, but everything else just seems like a half-step, and especially Yuta, who's been your young, fresh champion that's been making waves. I mean, this was it was supposed to be a good main event, and it just, it just didn't deliver, in my opinion. Uh, good good notes from the show, because once again, I, even though I didn't like the show overall, there mm. was some good from the show. Undisputed Elite was good. I like that segment. Yeah. That was one of the better segments of the evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also dug the opening contest. Cassidy and Lethal? Yes, that was good. I know some people just still judge Orange out there, but I thought it was a good match. 
Yeah, I thought it was a great one to start the show. He's a, he's a perfect opener for the cards. Oh, absolutely. The crowd got, gets into it. They love the music. Jay? Jay Lethal is out there doing heel things, and I love it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I dig that. But, yeah, yeah. I, the Undisputed Elite segment and that were, like, my two highlights of the show. And once again, doesn't mean I want to shit on it. I watch the show. I want them to succeed. I just don't – when you see people out there over the moon, like, oh, man, they're they're taking it to, 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 to Triple H. Huh? Yeah. We're, so on Monday Night Raw, we got two great triple threat matches, then the main event match, then a, a really good women's match. The only thing people could shit on is that it ended with the no contest, which was to propel the story. So EO Sky and Bianca neither lose, so we mm. can continue the story on. But once again, I get it. People think that that's a cop-out finish because in AEW, they don't do it. And it's like, mm, sometimes that's the best way to do business. Yeah. And in this case, it was because all of us also is the best way to, for Triple H to show you it's a new WWE because in the past, if you did something like that, the referee would have been like, okay, now it's a six-woman tag match. Mm. They didn't do it. Yeah. It was over. I like it. It's a new WWE. But they still had a 15-minute banger. Like, do we forget about what happened in the ring? Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, why would you give, why would you put Bianca over EO in her first real main roster match? Mm-hmm. And the same thing's true, though. Putting EO over Bianca, unless it's by nefarious means, that's that's like you were promising a title match when it's Bailey that's going to get the title match. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So kind of setting up for failure for EO Sky. And at the same time, it's not helping Bianca even to beat EO Sky because she's going to go on to face Bailey probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's perplexing. I mean, that's the easiest way to describe it. I mean, like I say, we have great wrestling on Raw, and then we had a dumpster match. Uh, listen, we, we were messaging, and I want to say this. I'm glad you brought it up. I found the dumpster match super entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> Probably more entertaining than I should have. Yeah, I was going to say, you were you were on your own about that one. But I, I, but I understand why people liked it. So, you know what I'm Listen, not, I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm not over the moon like, oh, it was the greatest thing I ever said. I was entertaining. Yes. It's like when I went to see Bullet Train. Mm-hmm. A little tease. It's entertaining. Very entertaining. Doesn't mean I like everything in the movie. Right. Doesn't mean I liked everything in the match. I just thought it was very entertaining. Mm-hmm. I thought that they all carried themselves very well. Yeah. Uh, so they entertained me. Although, when you're doing picture in picture, we need to really like cut back on the shit that's happening during the picture. Because they did like, like the, the gun boys did like three or four big moves during p- picture in picture, which nobody's really watching. Right. <laughs> it's my tweet time. Can we, can we literally, like what AEW needs to do is get one of these new producers they have. To say, hey, listen, tell them when we're going to break so that way they know the hold off on the big stuff. Mm-hmm. That's my personal opinion. It's a smart move to do because nobody is really watching picture in picture, let's be honest. No, even, hell no. If you're watching home, you're watching the commercial. Like, Let's be honest. So overall, like I said, WWE had a you know first full week, if you will, mm-hmm. of uh, the new McMahon-Helmsley era in real life. I think they did well with it. Yeah. I'm excited to see where we go. Got a lot of excitement coming in. AW, man. I, I, you're going to be able to skate by with your diehards. Yeah. You're going to be able to skate by with, you know, the apologists. But I, I think that, I think there's a bigger problem there mm-hmm. overall. I think the, and it's not just storyline because yes, there should be some storylines. I mean, we had a storyline that was beautiful with undisputed elite. Right. Mm-hmm. But just the inequality that like, like we got used to quality matches and then all of a sudden I, your, your big, your big answer to the big week for WWE was, Matt Hardy versus Christian Cage. Hey. And did you see the sign in the crowd that said it all? Yep. I played this I I played this match in No Mercy. Mm-hmm. No Mercy came out in what? 99, 2000? Give take. Yeah. 20 years ago. <laughs> no matter how you go, 20, 20 plus years ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just a situation that 
it's cool to go take the time warp once again, but at the same point, you got to just evolve and move on and move forward and give something new. And that's something AEW can do. I mean, I know they just hired, a, you know, they just restructured a bunch of their staffing announcements and such. Hopefully, it'll be a step in the right direction about getting the ship back on track to where you don't, you're not competing with WWE. Focus on making the best show you can with the talent you got. I agree. Let's talk about one more thing before we go to the break. Sure. That is going to be uh, this past week. Triple H was on Impulsive with Logan Paul. Yes. Very entertaining. If you did not check it out, it was very entertaining, very telling. But the big news that came out of it had nothing to do with Logan Paul saying he's all in on wrestling. Mm-hmm. Had nothing to do with like some of the cool stories that uh, Triple H told about his, his feud with The Rock and, and other legends. No, no, no. It all came down to when Vince, he was talking about Vince and WWF. And said that, you know, hey, basically, you know, you still have to pay honor to the man. The man took wrestling from, I do believe he said, smoke full bars with no fans mm-hmm. to big arenas with all the lights and the whatever. Yeah. And, of course, instantly the historians on the Internet started correcting that. And I'm going to throw it out there for everybody knows. It's true. Mm-hmm. Like like that, what he what Triple H said is false. Prior to Vince McMahon taking over the territories and making his global production, uh, the regions were big. The loops were big. Uh, you go down in St. Louis, and they were selling out, you know, these big venues in St. Louis. Houston, Texas, of course. We all remember the Sportatorium. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to the Minneapolis area. They were selling out the fucking Dome. You know what I mean? Like, like they were doing big things. The, the Greensboro Coliseum yep. was big. Down in Florida, they were selling out these big arenas. Uh, Memphis, huge. Yeah, Memphis. Memphis was huge, yeah. man. So, like, th- there was all these great venues. And they're gigantic crowds, some 20,000, 30,000, you know, some, some stadiums. They used to do stadium shows at, like, the, the Houston Astrodome. Mm-hmm. They did a big WCCW one. Yep. Uh, that was where uh, Kerry Von Erich defeated Ric Flair for the NWA World's title. Was that at the uh, Astrodome or was that at um, I'm pretty uh, sure Dallas it was the Stadium? Was it that? Was one of the two? I think it was Dallas Stadium. I might be, but either way, they've sold, the they yeah. sold out both yeah, yeah. for a big yeah, event, yeah. right? Yeah. Both, yeah, both of them. So sold even out if past. I'm off by one. It doesn't matter. There's, like I said, 60,000, 70,000 people there. But still, yeah, that's the that's the point to drive home. Gigantic, mm-hmm. right? So business is good. So that's that part's all true. Like, like as far as the, the historians, Vince didn't take it out of, you know, smoke-filled bars. Mm-hmm. He took it out of dimly lit arenas. Like yeah. The lighting was bad back then. A lot of them didn't even do their own video. They would send video, and then they would tape over it, so they'd save money on yeah. tape. So that's why there's a lot of footage that doesn't exist from some of these areas. But there's some key things that they leave out. Mm-hmm. And this is where it all kind of changes. So the first thing that everybody leaves out is that Vince wasn't the only one trying to make a national brand. At the time that Vince McMahon purchased the, w, the then WWF from mm-hmm. his father mm-hmm. and turned it into the WWF and had these national dreams, if you will. Uh, at the same time, there's a guy down in the Carolinas running Mid-Atlantic Wrestling, his name, you might have heard of it, Jim Crockett, Mm -hmm. and Jim Crockett Promotions, the predecessor, NWA Mid-Atlantic, the predecessor to World Championship Wrestling. Yep. And the the notable thing about Jim Crockett Promotions, he was the first, true story, the first to get on syndicated national TV because the 605 on the power station, TBS. Mm -hmm. And if you had a satellite dish back then, you could get TBS, Superstation, anywhere. Right. So they were the first. Them and him and Georgia Championship Wrestling, which were kind of in cahoots as well, uh, and Florida Championship Wrestling to an extent, they were on TBS. Mm-hmm. That's why later on Ted Turner would get into the wrestling business because wrestling helped him build TBS, and then you know which led to him having CNN, mm-hmm. and TNT, and the conglomerate that was Time Warner. Right. So when you go back to those days, Jim Crockett was trying to go national. Mm-hmm. 
He was doing shows in Las Vegas. He was doing shows in, in Chicago. He was doing shows like he was going into other people's backyards, mm-hmm. much like Vince was. Right. He was he had been taking talent for years because through the NWA they had shared, but because he was the biggest promotion for the NWA at the time, he had all those guys there all the time, like the steamboats and the pipers and the flares. And yes, he would lend them out, but they were home based at Mid Atlantic mm-hmm. at one point. Another guy that was trying to be a national. Vern Gagne and the AWA, which right. was not an NWA affiliate. As a matter of fact, they created their own thing. They had broke away from the NWA a while ago and created their own champion, the American Wrestling Alliance champion. Mm-hmm. Forever, Nick Bockwinkle. That's where Hulkamania was born, by the right. way, if you, don't, if you don't remember. But around the time that Vince and Jim Crockett were going national, Vern was going national, doing his tapings, uh, started doing his tapings a lot from L- Las Vegas eventually, but he was on ESPN. Right, I was going to say four, was on four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, they were on AW, uh, the AWA was on ESPN. So we had these big companies. Uh, Game Changers moments, so it was Black Friday, people, you know, real twitch if you've never heard of it. Sometime maybe I'll jump into more wrestling legends and stuff. But Black Friday was when Vince McMahon convinced Ted Turner to allow him to put WWF in the syndicated spot. But he was still going to go at 605. He was still going to use local talents from the South. He wasn't going to put New York wrestling on. And he broke it the first week when he syndicated a show. Mm-hmm. From, I think, the Boston Garden, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, I believe you're right. But, yeah. it's it, So, Vince wasn't the only one trying to go national. So, even if Vince failed, even if Vince didn't do it, Jim Crockett or Vern Gagne would have. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, you would have had this machine would have been around. Now, would it have been ran by the maniacal Vince McMahon? No, but who's to say it'd been better if it was ran by Jim Crockett or Vern Gagne? We don't know because history was never that way. History played out. WrestleMania was a gamble. Vince made the money. Vince brought in Hulk Hogan when Vern Gagne saw no importance of Hulk Hogan. Right. Wouldn't even make him champion over Nick Bockwinkel because he didn't like the fact that Hogan wasn't a shooter. True story. Mm-hmm. And so then Hogan came to WWF after doing Hulkamania was already running wild in the AWA. Yeah. He left. Vince said, come back. We got something special for this. They fucking strapped the rocket ship on him. He comes back and a month later, he's fucking world champion beating the Iron Sheik. Mm-hmm. There you go. And we're off to the races. Hulkamania, WrestleMania. Everything. That's why that's why WWE takes off, right? And all the talent. I'll get to that in a minute, though. The other part that they left out, though, is that these regions, if they were doing so well, why'd they sell events? So we just told you, WCCW was doing these big shows in Memphis. USWA is doing these big shows. You know, all these, these big shows. And you can go back and watch. They were. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, each of those promoters sold their companies to either Vince McMahon or later Ted Turner. Because obviously Jim Crockett Promotions was purchased by Ted Turner. By the way, when I said that they started going to Vegas and the West Coast and Chicago, that is when Jim Crockett Promotions started losing money. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until then that they started losing money, by the way. Right. They're doing very well in the South. And then they uh, they geared themselves up against WrestleMania once, and it kind of fucking you know they took a, a allegedly the biggest hit that they ever took was paying like a million dollars for to get the TBS spot back from Vince. Yeah, and allegedly Vince used that money to to to, to pay for WrestleMania, so they kind of signed their own death fucking warrant. Yeah, it's kind of a weird theory with that one. Yeah, yeah, there's no proof to it. Right, but it's it's long legend, so we'll say it's true. Sure, why not? If it's not true, it's a great story. Yeah, but anyways. So everybody sold events, right? These regions. So what I ask you is if you're selling, if you're doing the house business, mm-hmm. okay, and your houses are, you're doing 20,000 seat arenas, 10,000 seat arenas, and you're doing it seven nights a week on this loop, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're printing money, right? So why would you sell the Vince when he comes through? Because simple. I'm either I want to make more money or I'm not making enough money. 
Right, right. So, so like, let's just, just for, just live right here, well, as we record, just for shits and giggles. Why, why, what would you say was probably like the price of an average wrestling ticket in the early 80s? What, five bucks? Is that fair? Five, ten at the most, maybe. Ten at the most, but five, ten bucks, right? Yeah. Everybody at home, if there's something different, let me know later on. But uh, so five, ten bucks, right? So we got five, ten dollars, and we said that some of these arenas, we'll, we'll just go by the big ones, right? So we'll say, let's go to 20,000 seats, because that's kind of a good average. If you're doing some 30,000, some 10,000, sure. yeah, let's, let's, let's just say 30,000. So we're going to do five times, and mind you, different ticket prices, but we're just going to say five times 30,000. That's 150 grand a show. Jeez. Like, in 1980s. Money. Yeah, that's that's big in the 80s. Which, uh, if, if, if if you put in that, that's over half a million dollars a day. Right. That's in the 1980s, right? Mm-hmm. So why would you sell? So Vince comes in, he offers you a million dollars? Well, if you're doing that every week, say you're running that 20000 every week, so you're making 150000 you know, 52 times a year. You're making over a million dollars. You're making well over a million. Yeah, you're, you're making a you're, few you're, million. Yeah, so why would you sell to Vince for a million? Because he ain't making that much. Right. So now the real smart ones of you out there, and I hope there was some mm-hmm. that were thinking this, are going to say, but Rich, it's because Vince rated their talent. So now the, the fans didn't want to come see them without the talent. Fair, fair assessment. Sure. Here's my question. How is Vince able to rate their talent? He's offering more money. Right. So obviously they weren't taking care of the boys. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a famous line in the Hulk Still Rules documentary. This is before Hulk was a complete asshole. Yeah. Where Hulk says, and I quote, when we first came in, all these people thought that Vince McMahon and, and Hulk Hogan were bad guys. But all of a sudden they come they come to WWE and they're getting paid for their dates. They're not getting they're not they're, there's, there's no skip out on their checks. There's no houses light. They're not only but then they're not only getting paid for that, they're getting paid for likeness rights. They're getting paid for a cartoon. They're getting paid for doing commercials. They're getting paid for doing MTV. They're getting paid for uh action figures and merchandise. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon aren't that bad. Exactly, because it comes down to the almighty dollar. Exactly. So what was happening was these promoters, they were selling merch, but they were making the money off the merch. The wrestlers weren't. Mm-hmm. These promoters <laughs> were paying the wrestlers, whatever. And there were some guys who did well. You know, sure. Rick Flair's. Harley Race, but think about it. Harley Race jumped ship, mm-hmm. went to WWF, so he must have not been doing as good as Flair, right? At the time, eventually Flair jumped ship. You know that was later on when it was WCW. Mm-hmm. But I digress. But still, same point though. So the once again, Triple H was completely wrong in what he said historically, but there's more factors that play into that story that most people don't look into. Mm-hmm. And I just want to set the record straight. And I'm not saying this is to defend WWF and, and Oh, sure, sure, Because, sure. listen, to be honest with you, maybe the wrestling world would have been better with Jim Crockett in charge. Maybe the wrestling world would have been better with Vern Gagne in charge. However, I don't think so. Uh, maybe the world rest, maybe the world would be better if, if Ted Turner and Eric Bischoff never had the WWF machine and they had to bury somebody else. And they were the ones that came out. Maybe it would have been. We don't know. We, we can only tell history from how history is. And the reason why I know the, the, the wrestlers weren't happy with their pay is some of them have gone on and said it. But also on top of that, it's the same reason why wrestlers left WWF to go to WCW. Mm-hmm. It's the same reason that wrestlers left WWE to go to AEW. Fact. It's the same reason that we'll see wrestlers leave AEW to go to WWE. Mm-hmm. It's a business at the end of the day. And if you don't think you're being treated right, whether that is being pushed right or making money, those are two big things in wrestling. They're not doing shit with you. They got nothing for you or whatever, or you're not making enough money. 
and you think you should be making more, you're going to go see if the grass is greener on the other side. It's just normal common sense business. How many times have we seen in the past where you'll have a free agent that talks to both sides and says, what's the best offer? And that's where they go with. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So at the end of the day, like this is business as normal. So Triple H, absolutely 100% wrong. But to jump down his throat and to not add in, well, there's other factors at play. Like Vince could have very easily, Jim, if, if it was so big, Jim Crockett was the, well, he sold out to Ted Turner. Mm-hmm. I think Vern Gagne was the last to sell out to Vince. Yeah, because he was on ESPN longer, if memory serves me right. And Bill Watts started the UWF up. Mm-hmm. And that was running out of the Memphis, St. Louis, Texas run in Oklahoma a little bit. Yeah. And when he started that up, those were all hot territories, right? With big stadiums. And he had some stars there. He had former WWE guys there. Got to remember, they booked like fucking uh, the Andre the Giant at one point. Yeah. They booked uh, Don Morocco. Uh, uh, fucking, you know, they didn't have Hogan. No. But they had but, Paul but, but Orndorff. They had names. That, you know, they had names. There was names there. And there was young guys coming on the up and come up. Bruno San Martino's son was there. Bruno mm-hmm. was there. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on there. And at the same time, <laughs> they, they weren't making that money because mm-hmm. it went out of business. Yeah. So tell me once again that it was all Vince. No, the, the business is up. And, and going back to when my I had that little rant from earlier, going back to that, think about it. Wrestling has got waves. Mm-hmm. It's ebbs and flows. As wrestling fans, we always think it's the coolest shit in the room because we love wrestling. That's what we're supposed to do. We're wrestling fans. Yeah. However, it really isn't. It's a drop in the bucket. If the NFL started making what Vince McMahon made this past year when we were talking Vince in WWE, I keep saying Vince, but, you know, WWE – has now gotten two years in a row where they're going to make over a billion dollars in profit. Mm. If if the commissioner of the NFL, Roger Goodell, woke up tomorrow and realized that he had in profit made what the WWE did last year in profit, mm-hmm. which is record year for wrestling overall ever. Oh yeah, he'd fucking be fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong because the NFL makes fifty a hundred times that. Yeah, the, the NFL's a hundred billion dollar business. Mm-hmm. That's the profit. <laughs> you ever gone to a game, you understand it. Oh, absolutely. That's a whole different ball of wax there. But that's my point. My point is that, you know, yeah, we're cool, but we're cool on the scale of being cool to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that's why we should respect each other's opinions. That's why if somebody like says, oh, this was bad, you should respect that opinion and say, no, I liked it. It's subjective and be, be respectful because there's a good way. And you should check out different things. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. Stick to your lane. Exactly. There's no point of wasting all that time and energy just to complain. Like, seriously. And being weird about it. Yeah, because there was enough of that this weekend. I don't know if it's the heat or what, but it just came out in droves. Yeah, we'll, we'll go back someday and I'll do some more history stuff. But that's that's the true history of how WWF became the powerhouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some other shit that is involved in it. Sure. That we just, but if you think about it, what really did happen was Vince, yes, did it. He became aggressive. He took over these people's things. But then he offered them money and bought them all out. That's mm-hmm. what happened. That's why he owns the tape libraries to WCCW and USWA, all those places. He owns those tape libraries. Why? Because he owns them. Because he bought them. Yeah. When he bought them out. Also, Vince wanted to do a cable channel since the 1980s. Yeah, I mean, he had the vision for it. I mean... That's so, why he wanted the libraries. Nobody else cared about him. Exactly. He was smart about it. He had the vision for it for the business. Uh, agreed. So... Even though he's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. There you go. Let's throw it out there. So, with that being said, that's going to do it for the news and everything going on. We dragged you down. We drained you out. But trust me, it's going to get a lot of fun because when we come back from the break, it's going to be the mid-card. In the mid-card, we're going to be talking Game Changer Wrestling, which I know some of you are probably home going, uh, Game Changer Wrestling. Well, that's because you've never given it a shot yet. Maybe this is the weekend to give it a shot because it is homecoming weekend. We're going to talk all about that. Also, 
We're going to let you know what's going on over at New Japan Pro Wrestling with the G1 yes. Climax 32 because there is obviously things going down. We'll give you who's won those matches, what the record stands, and upcoming matches to look forward to this upcoming week for New Japan. All that and more when we return from this break. Yeah, that bass line sounded real funky, Ken M. Real funky. You know this music means only one thing, and that is that it is now time for this week's mid-card for the wrestling show. Hashtag 607TWS. And Ken M, we got an indie roundup. We Bra- do. Brought to you by our good friends at Game Changer Wrestling. That's right. Make sure you hit them up. GCW.com. GCWmerch.com. Yes. Make sure you're following their YouTube page, Game Changer Wrestling. Make sure you're uh, like, make sure you're liking their fight TV thing to get notified when they're on fight. Yes, because it is a big time of year for them. This is, dare I say, their WrestleMania esque card. Well, this is the big. This is their. Okay, so their biggest card of the year is going to be Spring Break. Jelly Janelle's Spring Break is their biggest card of the year every year. And that takes place during the collective WrestleMania weekend. They also have now started doing a secondary gigantic one coming up on Labor Day weekend called the Pro Wrestling Summit, where they do Art of War games. This will be the second year in a row. We'll be talking about that in a few weeks, just, you know, in uh, four cup stuff with Black Label Pro. So they do these two big things. You know, Effie's Big Gay Brunch comes around mm-hmm. for the culture, et cetera, et cetera. They all come around Planet Death. But as far as just focused on Game Changer Wrestling, yes, this upcoming weekend in Atlantic City, New Jersey, in the carousel room at the showboat in Atlantic City, the mecca of of GCW, if you will. Mm -hmm. And trust me, Ken M's been there. He understands. You need to make the pilgrimage if you're a Game Changer Wrestling fan. At some point in juncture, you need to be in the carousel room. The energy is fucking astounding. I have been to different venues for them. I have been to Hammerstein. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have been to... uh, Melrose. Melrose. uh, We've we've been to different shows. Mm -hmm. Nothing compares to the energy in the carousel room. Right. It's a whole different vibe. This is the closest way you can describe it to is ECW Arena, ECW back in the day. And I also want to throw this out there. I'm not discouraging going to any of the other venues because Game Changer Wrestling Live is superb. Oh, absolutely. But but it's just, you know, it's something like when you go see your favorite sports team and you watch them in an away arena, there's nothing like watching them at home. Absolutely. So let me give you the real quick rundown of what we they got going down for GCW's homecoming weekend. Uh, there's homecoming night one and night two, and those are going down Saturday and Sunday, respectively. Uh, on Saturday, it starts at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and on Sunday, it starts at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Both of those will be available on fight.tv. You can buy them as a bundle for both events for the low, low price of $19.99. So $10 an event. That is a steal. I do believe they're $13 on their own. 
mm-hmm. 13 or 14 on their own. But 20 bucks, get both of them. Why not? Yeah. Why not? And of course, sandwiched in between, late night on Saturday, late night, we're talking 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On the Game Changer Wrestling YouTube channel, we have JCW coming with the After Hours 2 event. So that's going to be happening after night one, directly after night one of Game Changer Wrestling's Homecoming. You're not going to want to miss that either. If you can't watch it live, that's fine. That is going to be for free forever on the Game Changer Wrestling YouTube channel. So make sure you're following them over there. But with that being said, Ken M, shall we dive into the events? Please, let's talk it. So first event. Of course, like I said, from the Carousel Center in Atlantic City, New Jersey, Game Changer Wrestling presents Homecoming Part 1. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that'll be live this upcoming Saturday, the 13th of August at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fight.tv. Mm-hmm. Here are the matches announced thus far. Let's open with a banger, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. This, first of all, Night 1 of Homecoming is always amazing. Oh, sure. Last year at Homecoming, I watched Matt Cardona versus Nick fucking Gage. That was the main event. That that was a game changer, no pun intended, for Matt Cardona's career. It was a game changer for everybody. Yeah. GCW, Matt Cardona, everybody. But let's go what we have so far, and let's open with a banger. Now, it is not listed as a title match, but I'm assuming it will be. Mm-hmm. So we'll just say it. For the GCW World Tag Team Champions, your champions, Los Macisos, Ciclope, and Miedo Extremo will be going against them boys, the Briscoes. Man, Carousel remain ready. Next up, we have a fucking death match as the Duke of Hardcore, John Wayne Murdoch, goes one-on-one with one of the biggest legends of extreme ultra-violent wrestling, the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. That's going to be fun. In a wrestling clinic between two of the youngest guns in the game that are getting it done, we have the return to the carousel room of Starboy Charlie as he goes one-on-one with All Elite Nick Wayne. Then, the GCW Ultra Violent Championship will be on the line as your champion, Mr. Three-Pete himself, Alex Colon, the Blood Fighter, will go one-on-one with Rina Yamashita. Mm. And last but certainly not least, and mind you, there's going to be more matches added. There'll be a scramble match. There'll be some more matches added. But last but certainly not least, as far as is announced so far, in the main event for the Game Changer Wrestling World's Heavyweight Championship, your champion, John Moxley, will defend it against Daddy Effie. If Moxley wins, we, we riot. This is Effie's time. Give him the belt, damn it. Also listed on the Fight TV uh, card that is going to be appearing on night one, Charlie Evans is making her return to GCW, uh, coming back from England, by the way, her and her boyfriend, uh, which is Ever awesome. Connors. Yes, Ever Connors. Uh, Joe Lund- Lando will be on, uh, is scheduled to be there. Uh, Maki Ito is oh. announced and is supposed to be there as well. I know one of the nights she's having a, a very interesting fight with uh, Ali Catch. Yes, I believe it's night two. But it's not listed on night one so far. Uh, but she is listed as being there night one, so who knows. And Sawyer Wreck is also listed amongst other people. Those are the ones just listed so far from fight. Okay, but listen, solid card to kick off the weekend and Effie versus Moxley. That match has got to go Effie's way. I, By the way, we lied, and I might be foreshadowing something that I don't know about. Night one, we could end up with Ali Cash versus Maki Ito, because Maki Ito is not fighting Ali Cash on night two. Oh, okay. Somebody better. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. I know you're going to mark for it, since you've probably forgotten. But, but night one, I think maybe Ali Cash will be the, the – I I'm hoping. Yeah. So let's cross our fingers. Brett Lauderdale, I know you listen. Mm-hmm. If you haven't already booked, get Ali Cash versus Maki Ito night one. Damn it. All right, so right after – 
11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Game Changer Wrestling YouTube channel, JCW Jersey Championship Wrestling. We'll be going live with After Hours 2 from the Carousel Room at the Showboat in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Uh, here's, the, uh, here's the matches that are announced so far. Maki Ito versus Billy Starks. Ooh, okay. Your boy, Cesar Bonani, <laughs> against Co- the returning Everett Connors. Okay. Rekindling their feud, Charlie Evans goes one-on-one with Charles Mason. Oh, shit. By the way, the, uh, Hall of, the, the House of Glory world champion, Charles Mason. Oh, boy. Did you, did you see that new thing come out, by the way, going on sidetrack? There was the, uh, he had to, the House of Glory made him go to therapy. Yes. And then he murdered his therapist. And when he was in the bathroom, Joey Janela was in the bathroom. Joey's like, this place is going to the shits. There's a bum up here sleeping. It's the murdered guy. And like, he looks like he's going to murder to announce that at the next House of Glory show, it's Mason versus Janela for the belt. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was, if you haven't seen it, find, find the House of Glory promo. It's amazing. Yeah, Mason on Twitter has been picking his game up too. All right, you ready for a fight? Yeah. Slade versus Matthew fucking Justice. <laughs> what time is this going off? Like, they better make sure they got extra security ready. Oh, it's going to be crazy. And uh, last but not least, and I can't wait to see this, the Kirks. Brandon Kirk and Casey Kirk going one-on-one with our good friend Big Vin, and he's taking – well, going two-on-two technically. He's teaming with another awesome human being that we got to meet, Sawyer Wreck. Oh, love it, love it, love it. So that's going to be a great happening. Uh, check that out whenever you can. It's on the Game Changer. It's going to be free on the Game Changer Wrestling YouTube channel. I'm going to try staying up for that one, but that might be a next day watch. Are you ready for night two? Yes. Or day two, I should say, because it starts at 4 p.m. Eastern time. It's also coming to you from the showboat, Carousel Room, in the showboat in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Night two, GCW Homecoming. And we'll start with this match. Rena Yamashita versus Sawyer Wreck. Okay. And I'm assuming if Rena should dethrone... And become the new GCW Ultraviolet Champion. That belt may be on the line. Oh, that's true. In the next contest, your Impact X Division Champion, Speedball Mike Bailey. Not the belt's on the line. Just watch sure. that. Taking on Joe Lando. Okay. Charlie Evans on her second night back gets to take on the GCW Extreme Champion, the King of Wreck Ship Mountain, Cole Radrick. That is not listed as a title match. That could change. I'm on board, though, regardless. In the match that we forgot, Maki Ito will go one-on-one with the legendary High Priestess of the Church of Wrestling, the Dark Sheik. Oh, let's go. Let's fucking go. And, of course, last but certainly not least, listed on this evening for the GCW World Tag Team Championships, your champions, if they're still champions, Los Macisos, Ciclope, and Miedo Extremo, taking on the unlikely duo of the reigning GCW ultra-violent champion, which could change, Mr. Three-Pete, the blood fighter, Alex Colon, and his tag team partner, the Duke of Hardcore, John Wayne Murdoch. Oh, that's interesting. Deathmatch feud of the year. Yeah. And now there are partners going after the World Tag Team Championships. That's, wow. And they're also doing the Cardona wedding. Yes, one of the nights. I can't remember. I think it's night two. Hopefully it's night two. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to ruin any night one. I know. I, I'm, I'm trying to think happy thoughts, but I know that that's going to happen, so I'm guessing there's going to be With a run With special guests, Maven doing the uh, – Yeah. He's doing like, the service. For reasons. But I'm okay. But I'm, okay. Why not? I'm, I'm, I'm not, not even upset about I'm it. I'm not – no, I'm not upset about it. Just somebody was asking me. I'm like, listen, man, reasons. It's Something GCW. has got to happen. It's GCW. I mean, that's the one thing you got to remember with this promotion, that they're doing so much innovative stuff. They think outside the box for a lot of their ideas, and they and nine out of ten times they work. Like sometimes – but this is with every, you know, every company. 
Sometimes there'll be an occasional dud, but usually they, they hit right on the marks. So what are you looking most forward to coming up here? Man, I'm telling you what, Mox Effie is definitely catching my eye. Um, Night 2, Dark Sheik. I, I, I couldn't believe I forgot about that match. There is a lot just overall and just, I mean, the entire vibe. I mean, I just remember from last year when we had our watch party here at the dungeon and just seeing the whole Cardona-Gage match go off and just, you know, the ramifications going on social media and literally that just trickled down and, and even to the next day watch. is like we were all just kind of just buzzing with GCW and I think for a lot of our listeners between ODPH and 3FN, everybody was like, what is this promotion really kicked on board? And just the social media vibe just really caught on board. And just I tell everybody, if you want to get into GCW, that's the card to watch. I mean, death matches might not be for you, but you can turn them off. Sure. But at the same point in juncture, whew, some great stuff you're going to see. Mm-hmm. Give everything an open chance. Yes. All right, Ken M, you know what time Hit it is. that music. It is time to talk about some new Japan pro wrestling. More specifically, the G1 Climax yes. 32. Let's get an update on where we are at, where we left off. Or, well, when we left off was the 10th night of the G1 Climax on August 2nd uh, from the Hatmatsua Arena in Hatmatsua, Shizuoka, Japan. Hopefully I said that right and didn't butcher it too much. <clears throat> in a B-block match, Great Okan defeated Tamahiro Ishii. In a A-block match, Filthy Tom Lawler defeated Toriyanu. In a B-block match, the good bad guy Tama Tonga defeated Sonata. Hmm. In a C-block match, Kenta defeated Hiroki Goto. And in a D-block main event, David Finley upset the world as he defeated Will Osprey. Wow. He's, I had, a, really... he's had the, a bunch of upsets in this tournament. I was going to say, like, I didn't hear about that, but my God, he's been on fire in this tournament. Next up was the 11th night of the tournament taking place on August 5th in uh, Matasuma, Ihom, Japan. First up, we had a D-block match between Yuj- uh, where Yujiro Takahashi defeated Juice Robinson. Hmm. A B-block match where Tai Chi defeated Chase Owens. A C-block match where Ta- Tetsuya Naito defeated Aaron Henry. An A-block match where Jonah defeated Jeff Cobb. And in the main event, in a C-block matchup, the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi, defeated Evil. Hmm. Next up was the 12th night of the tournament. That took place on August 6th, not that long gone, from the Osaka Prefectural G- Gymnasium in Namba, Osaka, Japan. In a D-block match, Yoshihashi defeated El Fantasmo. In an A-block match, AEW's Lance Archer defeated Toriyanu. In a C-block match, the technical wizard, Zack Sabre Jr., defeated Hiroki Goto. In a B-Block match, your IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, the Switchblade Jay White, defeated the Great Okan. And in the main event of the evening, in a D-Block match, Shingo Tagagi defeated the Billy Goat, Will Ospreay. Ooh. Will Ospreay's not doing so hot these days. No, definitely not. And one more to update, because obviously it happened earlier on the day that we're recording, because we record a lot of times on Sundays, nowadays. Mm-hmm. This took place on August 7th, from also from Osaka, Japan. Uh, we had, in a C-block match, Evil defeated Aaron Hunrai. Yep. In an A-block match, Filthy Tom Lawler defeated Bad Luck Fale. In a D-block match, Rock Hard Juice Robinson defeated El Phantasmo. In a B-block match, Chase Owens upset Tamahiro Ishii. And in the main event of the evening, and probably, possibly the biggest upset of the weekend, Jonah defeated the Rainmaker Kazuchika Okada. What? Wow. Yes, sir. 
Wow. Yes, sir. Did not see that one coming. There's some pretty big upsets in there. Of course, if you want to watch along with this tournament, do so at njpwworld.com for 999 yen. Works out to be about nine American, so not not so bad. Not so bad. But shall we go over the rankings? Yeah, because this is so much shakeup. We got to keep track here. In the A block, in last place in the A block, sole last place. Or no, no, yeah, sole last place in the A block, sorry. With two points, Toriano. Then there is a two four-way tie in second place, all with four points. Filthy Tom Lawler, Lance Archer, Jeff Cobb, and Bad Luck Fallet. And then there's a tie for first place, both with six points, Kazuchika Okada and Jonah. Jonah making a run there. Next up, B Block. There is a two-way tie in last place, both with two points, Tomihiro Ishii and Great Okan. Then there is a two-four-place tie in second place, all with four points, Chase Owens, Tai Chi, Sonata, and Tamatanga. And in sole possession of first place, with eight points, the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, the Switchblade, Jay White. No shock there. Next up, C-Block. Two places, two people in the last place or third place in this scenario, both with two points, Aaron Henry and Kenta. And then another, uh, there's a three-way tie for second place, all with four points, Evil, Tetsuya Naito, and Hiroki Goto. And in first place, there's a two-way tie, both with six points, Zack Sabre Jr. and the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Hmm. And last but certainly not least, there's only one person in sole possession of last place in D-Block. Unfortunately, it's our boy, El Phantasmo. God damn it. Then there is literally a one, two, three, four, five-way tie in second place, all with four points. Juice Robinson, Yoshihashi, uh, Yujiro Takahashi, Will Osprey, and Shingo Tagagi. And in sole possession, probably the biggest upset of first place with six points. So not that gone too far up, but still in first right, place. Right, but still. David, David Finley. Finley. Yeah, I'm doing the math. I'm going, my God, with all the wins he's been pulling off, he's got me in first. I mean, good for him. Like, this would be a hell of an upset. I don't think anybody would see coming if he got there. Absolutely. I mean, still, still a long way to go, but still. Absolutely. Well, we have some previewing to do as well. Coming up this week, uh, just tournament matches, not listing anything else. Uh, night, uh, August 9th will be night, night 14, sorry. Uh, and then night 14, we're going to have uh, a D-block match between Yoshihashi and Yujiro Takahashi. A B-block match between Sonata and Chase Owens. A B-block match also between Tamatanga and Tai Chi. An A-block match between Jonah and Lance Archer. And in the main event, a C-block match between Tetsuya Naita and Kenta. Night 15 will take place on August 10th. And uh, in a D-block match, David Finley versus Al Phantasmo. Mm-hmm. In a B-block match, Tamatanga versus Great Okan. In a C-block match, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Evil. A-block will have the Rainmaker, Kazushka Okada, going against Filthy Tom Lawler. And in the main event in the C-block matchup, your ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi, taking on Hiroki Goto. Mm. Next up will be August the 13th and Night 16. A C-block match between Aaron Henry and Kenta. A-block match... Between uh, Toriyanu and Jeff Cobb, a D block match between Shingo Tagagi and Yujiro Takahashi, a D block match between Yoshihashi and Will Osprey, and in the main event, a B block match between Tai Chi and the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, the Switchblade Jay White. Before we come back to air next week, will be August 14th. So we'll go over August 14th and night 16th. A D block match, Yoshihashi versus David Finley. B block is Tai Chi versus Great Okan. A block of Filthy Tom Lawler versus T- Jeff Cobb. And the main event is Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kenta in a C block matchup. Some of those matches, like I say, the Kenta one absolutely sounds like it's going to be fun. And it's going to be absolutely so good to see this action going into the G1 Climax ending. Like, we got to remember, this is coming up quicker than we realize. 
Absolutely. Cannot wait. It's my favorite time of year, and we're plugging it right along. Stay tuned each and every week here, if you're not watching, to get your NJPWG1 Climax update. With that being said, we're going to take our final break. When we come back from the break, it's going to be main event time for this week's episode of Hashtag 607TWS. And in the main event, we're going to talk about some inconvenient truths. We'll be right back with the main event. Wrestling fans, are you ready? Let's get ready to rumble! We are back in this main event of this week's edition of The Wrestling Show, hashtag 607TWS. And we are here to speak some inconvenient truths. Yes, this is the theme from an inconvenient truth. I was going to say, the, <laughs> the, the, the dramatic music is just hitting me hard here. I, 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 I wanted to go with the dramatic. Yes. I wanted to go over the top. I wanted to be one of those people. Is it really that dramatic and over the top? I don't know. We'll find out some. With that being said, there's just a lot of stuff propagated. And we talk about this all the time, but there's a lot of stuff propagated out there that's just untrue. Mm-hmm. And I think that the only way as wrestling fans, especially those of us who love pro wrestling, are going to ever take back everything is to just admit that there's some inconvenient truths out there. Earlier you heard us mention one of the inconvenient truths is that WWE can't do storylines. I don't, I don't necessarily think that's true. Yeah. I think that's a, a very big inconvenient truth. And there's a litany of reasons you believe. Do they do do they do storylines like in the attitude area where everybody had a storyline? No. Because mm. should they go back to that? Maybe. Are they going to go back to it? Who knows? They yeah. could. <laughs> They're bringing back prestige to the United States title. Could happen. So here you go. Uh, another inconvenient truth over the years. We talked about it earlier. 
the inconvenient truth that uh, this if you don't know somebody, they're bad. Hmm. No. If you don't know them, you, they're just not found exactly. yet. Exactly. They just they you know they're on the indies. They're they're cutting their teeth. Mm-hmm. They could be a star of tomorrow because everybody started out there, for the most part. Yeah. Your favorite wrestler, chances are, started out in the indies. Darby Allen, CM Punk, Seth Rollins, John Moxley, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Although Sami Zayn, you'd be hard pressed. Yeah, it's There's a, a guy lot named El, El Generico who yes. who retired. To Tijuana, Mexico, to take care of orphans. Yes, allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. They just are. They just share a, an uncanny resemblance without the mask, mm-hmm. or what I've been told. But those are inconvenient truths. The biggest inconvenient truth out there right now is this myth that WWE was in trouble, and that AEW was the is is the is pushing the line. And this is a truth. This is an inconvenient truth in in the way of. It is propagated because there's fans that got tired of WWE's just shit and wanted it to change. Yeah. And I salute that. It's been propagated mostly by people who have hated WWE for a long time. They were WCW left outs and ECW fans that had to find niche there. They were the people that were there when TNA first came and thought that was the battle cry. And then they thought that it was a battle cry again. And then when they switched to Impact the first time, they thought it was a battle cry. They've given up on it. But now we have AEW. It's our Night Shiny Army. Mm. And go back to what I said a couple weeks ago and what I'll always say. Competition is good for business. I hope everybody does well because if everybody's doing well, we get the best product as fans we can. Mm. There's a lot of this is being propagated because of wrestling journalists. Yes. Because for whatever reason, it's just sal- it's too salatiating to talk shit about WWE, to drive the bottom line, to go after that because that's where the internet's going. That's who's clicking. That's who's paying the five bucks. Mm-hmm. So this inconvenient truth has been just manifested over time. And once again, art is subjective. You could be sitting at home right now hearing me say this is an inconvenient truth and going, but Rich, I think that they've been knocking it out of the park in AEW and WWE. And it might be getting better now, but it's too little too late. And I'd be like, that's fine. That's, that's up to you, the individual. And if you love AEW and you're watching AEW, that's fine. Nobody's changing your mind there. It's just that you have to come to a realization that at some point in juncture, it's a myth that they were ever number one. Yeah. And there's different matrices that we could use. You know, obviously one's money. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the fact of the matter is, AEW is not a publicly traded company, so we don't know their exact bottom line. We can only go by what Tony Khan has sold us in the past. And as of last year, at some point last year, he had told us that the company was nine figures in the hole, mostly because of the video game. Mm Mm-hmm. By the way, how did you feel about the video game announcements that came out this weekend? Um, yeah. It, I, I'm excited that we'll see the game, but I was not exactly blown away by the by what I saw. You don't like mini games? Not exactly, no. Just doesn't do anything for me. It reminds me too much of Wii Sports. Really? Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not a far bad take. Not a far bad take, my friend. But anyways... So we, we have those numbers. And mm-hmm. WWE, we know, made over a billion dollars in profits. They're set up to make another billion, over a billion dollars in profits. Mm-hmm. By the way, for those people at home that might not know, and this is not to insult anybody, but some people don't actually realize what profits mean. 
Profits is everything after the bills are paid. So that's yeah. all contract stuff. That's all the bills. That's all the venues. That's everybody's payout. What's at, left at the end of the day that gets split between stockholders, goes into a war chest and everything else is the profits. Mm. And the profits were over a billion dollars. We're about to have that happen again because they're already on pace. Right. Everybody knows that. So you could, if you're going by money, WWE's making more money. And it's a business at the end of the day. Yeah. I understand as far as we're concerned as wrestling fans, we just care about them wrestling. But it's a business. If it's, we're talking about TV product, I shouldn't say product. We'll talk about that in a, later. Uh, basically, what I meant by that is like TV deals. Mm-hmm. WWE is coming off the back half of two of the highest television deals of all time. Definitely for them. multi Over a billion dollars a piece for both Fox and USA. Mm-hmm. Then eat that up with a five, like oh, what was it, a five-year, $3 billion deal, I think it was. Yes for Peacock to be the host of WWE Network. Mm-hmm. Just in the States. Right. When you put it that way, it's ridiculous. Meanwhile, AEW is getting, I think it was $47 million? Mm-hmm. Something for like two that. And a half, for two, two, three years? That was three years. And the bad part about this, and this is not something I hope, but the bad, the bad part about all of this is WWE is gearing up and there's already all these suitors lining up to get in on getting the new TV deals. And right now, the the biggest threat is what's covered the fuck is going on with Warner Brothers Discovery. Yo. And it has nothing to do with AEW, which is the highest rated thing in a lot of their categories mm-hmm. outside of the NBA. It's absolutely wild. I mean, that whole story with WB is absolutely crazy right now. I'm still trying to see what is, everything's shaking up. Absolutely. So that brings us to something we don't normally give a shit about, but it's the best way to gauge certain things. Now there's social media outtakes and we've gone before that before WWE has far more social media followers than AEW. They have far more plays than AEW. They're a bigger company. They've been around longer. Sure. They're mainstream. They're the brand. So that's that, you know, I hate using that as a matrix, but it is. And you, you're not going to beat the machine. Mm-hmm. The biggest myth comes into the, what we're going to talk about. And I hate talking about it and we're not going to dive too far, but it's the ratings. Yeah. Because for so long, AEW, Tony Khan himself, the Dave Meltzer's, Brian Alvarez's, SRS's, the accountant from Buffalo. They've all told us these numbers and, and told us that these numbers are a certain way when they're not. So I decided this week when I was talking about Inconvenient Truth, I was like, you know, let's go back. I have SmackDown's numbers too. We can talk about those. But that's not, you're not going to beat SmackDown, which is averaging well over 2 million and always has. The fledgling one was raw for the longest time. Mm. So I said, what if we got the ratings? As of the last week of July, for all of SmackDown, Raw, and Dynamite, not Rampage, we know they're low. Okay. Not NXT, because we'll say that NXT and Rampage wash each other off, even though NXT is a little higher. Sure. And I don't care about that. But I was looking back through here, and something came up. Somebody had posted something, and it was a Chris Jericho interview from September of 2021. And in September of 2021, Chris Jericho had said that he believed within six months, AEW would be beating Raw in the ratings. Hmm. True story. You can go back and look. I'm not making this up. Right. So I am now pulling up, and you can see Ken's looking. I'm getting them from Showbuzz Daily. I'm going back, and I'm lining up the September of 2021 for both. Mm -hmm. So, and there's something notable here. They did win the demo in September of 2021. So Raw on the uh, 9-6-21 episode had 1.849 million. 
with a 0.52 in the demo. On the 9.1, oh, I could have gone back the week before, but we'll go to the 9.1 uh, uh, Dynamite. They had a 1.047 million with a two with a 0.37 in the all-important demo. The same week of that Raw, that Raw was a was 9.6. The 9.8 Dynamite did a 1.319, so 1,319,000, mm-hmm. big number, with a 0.52 Demo. So they tied. The week after Raw was, was on 9.13, did 1.67 with a 0.43, and Dynamite beat them in the demo on 9.15 with a 1.175 and a 0.44 in the demo. So they won by one per, uh, point, point 0.1 percentage point. Okay. The following week, the 9.20 Raw was a 1.7, but they didn't win in the big number. They lost in the big number still by like three 300,000. The Raw on 9-20 of 2021 did a 1.793 with a 0.49 in the demo. Dynamite on 9-22 did a 1.273 with a 0.48 in the demo, once again tying Raw. So, or no, sorry, not tying, losing the Raw by 0.1. Hmm. So they tied, Dynamite won by 0.1, then Raw won by, and that's just in the demo. Neither, never. Never took the major never number. Never took the major number. I went back, you know, to the beginning of Dynamite. It's never happened. Let's fast forward to 927 Raw, 1.709 with a 0.48 in the demo, to the 929 Dynamite with a 1.152 with a 0.45 in the demo. So they lost the demo by 0.3. They lost by about 600,000. Okay. That's where it pretty much ends. Because after that, in succession, Raw did a 0. 0.42, 0. 0.39, 0. 0.47, 0. 0.40, and 0. 0.42 to a 0. 0.37, 0. 0.28, 0. 0.22, and a 0. 0.40 in hmm. the demo. And then in order from the December, because we're starting in October, Raw in October did 1.857, 1.582, 1.593, 16.58 to Dynamite's 1.053, 727,000. 575,000 and 941,000. It is to be noted that the two that were the lowest were on Saturday. I was going to say those are the, the ones that got moved. Right. But that was still, that's how October but still, played out. Yeah. And then from then on, Raw is pretty much around the 1 6 area. So, like, as I'm going through and you can see it, mm-hmm. 1 6 with the 0.48, they never come close in the demo. So, the last time Dynamite would have a million was. 10, 6 of 21 with that 1.053. Then it would be 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 weeks before their next million, which was 1.02. And that was on 12, 22 of 21. And then it would be 1. Then then the, the TBS debut did over a million. And then they did under a million. Then they did over a million for the next two weeks. Then they did under a million. Then they did a million. Then they did under a million. Then they did over a million. Then they did three weeks under, then they did a million, and then they started the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 14. 12, 13, yep, 14 weeks in between their next million. Yep. And that brings us to June of 2022 where they did the 1.23, 1.023, sorry. And then they after that they did on uh, 7.6 a 9.79, uh, on 7.13 a 9.42, and on 7.20 a 9.10, and on 727, 976. So all below that. 
which then we kick over to Raw starting on June 27th, and it was 1.95, 1.563, 1.735, 1.764, 1.775, 1.786, 1.787, 1.788, 1.789, 1.800, 1.801, 1.802, 1.803, 1.804, 1.805, 1.806, 1.807, 1.809, 1.810, 1.811, 1.812, 1.813, 1.814, 1.815, 1.816, 1.817, 1.818, 1.819, 1.820, 1.821, 1.822, 1.823, 1.824, 1.825, 1.826, 1.827, 1.828, 1.829, 1.830, 1.831, 1.832, 1.833, 1.834, 1.835, 1.836, 1.837, 1.838, 1.839, 1.840, 1.841, 1.842, 1.843, 1.844, 1.845, 1.846, 1.847, 1.848, 1.849, 1.850, 1.851, 1.852, 1.853, 1.854, 1.855, 1.856, 1.857, 1.858, 1.859, 1.860, 1.870, 1.871, 1.872, 1.873, 1.874, 1.875, 1.876, 1.877, 1.878, 1.879, 1.880, 1.881, 1.882, 1.883, 1.884, 1.885, 1.886, 1.887, 1.888, 1.889, 1.890, 1.891, 1.892, 1.893, 1.894, 1.895, 1.896, 1.897, 1.898, 1.899, 1.900, 1.901, 1.902, 1.903, 1.904, 1.905, 1.906, 1.907, 1.908, 1.910, 1.911, 1.912, 1.913, 1.914, 1.915, 1.916, 1.917, 1.918, 1.919, 1.920, 1.921, 1.922, 1.923, 1.924, 1.925, 1.926, 1.927, 1.928, 1.929, 1.930, 1.931, 1.932, 1.933, 1.934, 1.935, 1.936, 1.937, 1.938, 1.939, 1.940, 1.941, 1.942, 1.943, 1.944, 1.945, 1.946, 1.947, 1.948, 1.949, 1.950, 1.951, 1.952, 1.953, 1.954, 1.955, 1.956, 1.957, 1.958, 1.959, 1.960, 1.970, 1.971, 1.972, 1.973, 1.974, 1.975, 1.976, 1.977, 1.978, 1.979, 1.980, 1.981, 1.982, 1.983, 1.984, 1.985, 1.986, 1.987, 1.988, 1.989, 1.990, 1.991, 1.992, 1.993, 1.994, 1.995, 1.996, 1.997, 1.998, 1.999, 1.1000, 1.1001, 1.1002, 1.1003, 1.1004, 1.1005, 1.1006, 1.1007, 1.1008, 1.1009, 1.1010, 1.1011, 1.1012, 1.1013, 1.1014, 1.1015, 1.1016, 1.1017, 1.1018, 1.1019, 1.1020, 1.1021, 1.1022, 1.1023, 1.1024, 1.1025, 1.1026, 1.1027, 1.1028, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029, 1.1029,
and WWE won once and tied twice. I mean, wouldn't let's consider a tie a win. I mean, I don't. I give it to them. So yeah. we'll say for the month of September of 2021, they won in the key demo, not in the big number, but the key demo. But what does that mean? But like, then after that, that was almost a year ago. It has fallen off the fucking face of the earth. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a huge drop. They haven't off. even. And by the way, they haven't even sniffed it. Because as you notice, Raw stayed in the 0.4, area. Yeah. And even as high as 0.6 last week. <laughs> there was a couple times where it dropped down to 0.36, but on those weeks, they came close. AEW was like 0.31, 0.32. But that was a, like a real weird week. And this is the Vince McMahon era. Yeah. Like the last couple weeks, I understand, through the roof because of the Triple H era. Yeah, sure. But the Vince McMahon era, the era where you were more likely to beat WWE. It's just, it doesn't add up. See, so when you're hearing these toxic people say this shit, it's like, okay, show me the numbers. When you look at the numbers, it's not there. No matter how you look at it, no matter how you cook those numbers. And even, like I said, there's a couple weeks where they are a little ahead. But for the most part, they're down pretty much 12 to 15% every week from the previous year against their own numbers. Yeah, I mean, that speaks for itself. I mean, that's, I don't, like I say, I've never understood how they can do the spin job for it. Right. But that's why the only reason that comes up is that's the one thing that's not subjective is numbers. So the inconvenient truth that right now we hear people literally on the internet going, oh, you know, they, they got to be careful now. I can't let Triple H catch up. Or the ones that are like, oh, he won't catch up. It doesn't matter. We're so far ahead. How are you ahead? Yeah. You're not making more money. You're not making bigger TV deals. And you're not getting better ratings. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, and what's your argument going to be? Oh, the, the old people watch WWE. Okay. Well, how are they still beating you in the key demo? <laughs> exactly. I mean, a view is a view. It's like, no matter how you want to spin it, the big number is what everybody looks at. The only thing advertisers look at is demos, but that's sell advertising. And this is me wanting AEW to do better yeah, because absolutely. here's the problem. Somebody needs to get their head over ass. They made a lot of changes in their office. We mm. saw that. Yeah, we got hopefully the press that hopefully that shit is going to work because here's the problem: you are coming into a time where Triple H led Raw last week, beat your 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 show. I know it's different nights, but still beat the show in the key demo by almost double. Beat it outright, but almost double. Yeah, it did a point six one compared to a point three two. It's almost double. Yeah, <laughs> and when we're talking about ratings, it did under a million nine seventy six thousand to two million two point one three two million. Yeah, and that's the beginning of the Triple H era. It's going to be telling what happens as we come up on Monday Night Raw. It's going to be telling what comes up in the future. Oh, next next two weeks are going to be the litmus test, the real test. And as we've pointed out, you're not. There's no war if you're not going head to head. Right. If those are the numbers you want to compare, and yes, it's on different nights. Here's the problem. WWE comes up against a brick wall soon. It's called Monday Night Football. Mm -hmm. You over at AEW don't have that problem. There's no football on Wednesdays. Right. So you get lucky there. But still, you're going to see them still trump you. It's still going to drop. If it's at 2.1 and people are interested, you're going to see a 1.7 to 1.8. And I want to be surprised that if there's a, a week where there's a bad NFL game mm -hmm. on Monday night, you don't see that 2 million and better. Yeah, because they don't have flex scheduling after that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that's the whole stipulation with that. It, with Triple H taking over, this is, I don't want to say a panic time, but if, if you're going to be spinning the numbers, this is a, a, a sign that you really got to take a step up in your programming and really give your fans something to watch. And you have to draw on the casual fans. That's the big one. Because especially you're running unopposed on Wednesdays. I don't get it. I don't get it, Ken M. I don't get it. But it's an inconvenient truth because people are trying to make money off of you. Yeah. We're only here to say stop shilling into it mm -hmm. 
Stop worrying about it. They're more, you know, most of these reporters are more worried about bullshit altercations they get into that nobody <laughs> thinks is a oh, fight geez. than yep. actually reporting news this week. Mm-hmm. We went from this guy battling with this guy to the same guy battling with another guy, and then we have other guys jump. It's It went on for over a week when there was not a punch thrown. It was like Peter Griffin versus the chicken on Family Guy. Not even. That's more hardcore. Yeah. I've seen slap fights that were better. But I'm just saying, like, it would never stop. Like, that's where I was going. With right. It, yeah. Right. But that's more important than reporting on actual news. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Allegedly. When uh, certain people put out that Karrion uh, Cross was rumored to be coming back, Sean Ross Sapp was like, I can't confirm that. It's out there. It's on the Twitter world. Can't confirm it. So that means somebody beats you to the fucking draw. Could it be because you were more worried about your slap fight or less than slap fight instead of producing the news? <laughs> mum's the word mum's the word on a lot of shit putting out apologies to Sean X-Pac Waltman for something putting out a po- it's it's crazy yeah. I saw Uncle Dave apologize and I thought I fucking lost my life it's a weird time we live in right now I was like Elizabeth I'm coming what can you say this is just one time that fans have really got to make that make that point known you know like I say the inconvenient truth is really find your own information and don't Go relying on some other source to tell you. These conclusions are out there if you just do this research. The inconvenient truth of this time, because we're going to bring this back up in other things, but the inconvenient truth here is simple. It is that that no point juncture has AEW in any measurable way been defeating a a WWE to a point where they were worried. Mm -hmm. The shoe is now dropping. Yeah. Here is a part in wrestling history where this is going to lead to what's going to happen in the next five years. Mm -hmm. Because right now as the shoe drops, as Triple H goes and writes the wrongs of the past, now taking a, a, you know creative at WWE and turning it into something that's palatable, now taking and bringing back characters that people were intrigued with and making that more palatable. As the programming becomes better, and mind you, that could change, but as we're standing right now, as we're standing right now on Sunday, August 7th, when we're recording, yep. when that's happening and AEW is doing the same shit and saying that, hey, Sky isn't falling. It's fine. Mm-hmm. You need to start proving if you are the Booker of the Year. We need to see shows. We can't. How do you have a battle of the belts that nobody was fucking talking about on Saturday when that should be treated like a pay per view? Absolutely. Huh? No, I mean, that's the whole point. You needed to generate a buzz with that, and there was nothing to that. Nobody was talking. People were still talking about SmackDown and the return of Karrion Cross. The only thing you got going on over there is people mentioning Adam Cole burying him in a promo. Okay, that's cool. Um, what's Adam Cole doing right now? And I understand he's been injured, but what is he doing previous to that? Oh, yeah, that's right. You you put your champion that was failing, Hangman Page, over him twice to try to make him look stronger to go against Punk to lose the belt. Mm-hmm. So you used him for that. That's what you... Am I wrong? No, you're absolutely right. And then you had him win the Owen Hart tournament. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if it was put into his contract that he had to win a title, so they were just like, oh, we'll make this a title belt. That, that suffices. Yeah. Reasons. That's that's kind of interesting, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's happened, but it's interesting. But there's no way you can tell me that Adam Cole has been pushed to the level he should have been pushed. No, absolutely not. Okay? I understand that he's been injured for a couple weeks now, or a month up, about a month now. But still, that doesn't mean prior to that. No. Why was he used as fodder to get over a champion that you were only going to have lose to CM Punk? That's a good point. Brian Danielson. I understand he's been injured. Just came back. Mm-hmm. Great match with Daniel Garcia. In the ring, never hear me complain about Brian Danielson. But the the Blackpool Combat Club, really? 
Yeah. We can't figure out anything better to do with Brian Danielson. Well, you know they rely heavy on their factions. Right, but, but no, why? I know. I know. No, I agree with you. I mean, that's the whole point. It's like there's too many of them that they all get forgotten about. Champion gets injured. Now we have to have an interim champion. Mm-hmm. I love Moxley. That's cool. Glad he's champ. He's out here defending the title like it's never been defended before. He's the first champion in AEW's history that I think has been on TV every week. First world champion. Because think about it. Paige was on TV. No, Paige twice was a, on. Yeah, he was never on. He was on twice a month. One match a month. Mm-hmm. But he was on for a promo segment one other time. Every week Moxley's on and usually is wrestling. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Omega was around there too. Yeah, he was on TV every week. Yeah, he was on yeah. TV, but he wasn't doing all the wrestling. I think I think that this is the most defenses to the AEW title, and I'm not looking it up, but I think it is. No, I'd say no. In all honesty, that's that's a very fair statement. Most eliminators, defenses, whatever you want to call, it. because mm-hmm. an eliminator match to me is almost a title defense. Well, he's technically the interim champion, so yeah, he's defending. He's the yeah. belts on the line, so yeah. Because if he loses, then you got to get like a rematch with him or something, right? Like that, that if you beat the champion, that means you automatically get a shot. Yeah. Which is fine. I, I, I appreciate that, right? Mm-hmm. It's an eliminator match is fine with me. Yeah. But that basically means he's defending it, though, because he's defending the right to get a shot at that belt. Yeah. <laughs> so he can nip it in the butt and stop you from beating him the first time. That means you don't even get the shot at the title. So it is really giving a shot at the belt. Mm-hmm. You're still giving them a shot. Yeah. It's a weird... I, 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 I'm okay with that. I'm actually a fan of that. I think that's fine. Because mm-hmm. it, it keeps the belt... It keeps the champion on TV defending, in a way... And without having the belt at threat. Yeah. Which is fine. That's good for the title. Well, yeah, I mean, t- anytime you have a champion on there, I mean, that was the one thing everybody used to criticize WWE about when Brock would take the belt and go home. Absolutely. It's criticism right now for Roman. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it boils down to this. The inconvenient truth is it boils down, and this is in closing, your preference of company is your preference. It is your subjectiveness to art. Some of us like everything. Yeah. So we're going to find the positives and negatives in WWE, the positive and negatives in AEW, the positive and negatives in et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. Some people just like all elite wrestling, and that is perfectly fine. Sure. Some people like a combination of all elite wrestling and some indies or impact or whatever. That's fine. Some people like don't like AEW, but like WWE. And some of them actually do watch indies. Oh, that's fine. Some of them are just universe marks, and all they do is watch WWE. If it ain't WWE, they don't care. And that is also fine. Mm-hmm. That is subjectiveness. There is no winner in subjectiveness. Yeah. The winner there is if there's a competition and everybody's doing the best fucking product they can, every company has to step it up and do their best. And it doesn't matter if you are in the lead, if you are second place, if you are third place. As long as you're placing and you're trying and you're still making noise and there's still people tuning in, that is all that matters at the end of the day as far as wrestling fans should be concerned. Facts. Period. End statement. If your opinion, though, if, even if you like WWE and your opinion that this match was bad, you can say, hey, I thought that match was bad, and this is the reason, this is the reason, and this is the reason. And the respect should be there for somebody else to be like, nope, actually, I thought that match was good. And you can have a conversation without it turning into, oh, you're just a piece of shit AEW fan. Mm. Ah. You're just a drone. Ah. It is a ridiculous world. And once again, I get it. The internet. Ah. That doesn't mean we have to like it. That the worst part about the when people go, well, that's just the internet. Deal with it. Really? That doesn't mean we have to like it. No. That doesn't mean that people have to. Some people might just want to go on there and have fun, interesting conversations. Some people might want to just go on there and give their opinion and get some constructive criticism back and have a an, an honest to God conversation. And we do see those happening. We have those all the time. Uh huh. But 
chance, nine chances out of ten, somebody's going to see it that it's not even meant for and leave some stupid fucking meme or stupid fucking comment, which I ignore. I don't really care because I don't have time to argue with, with idiots. Mute it's not button. my job. Mute button is a wonderful thing. Oh, absolutely. It doesn't even give them the satisfaction of being blocked. They don't even know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a little trick for all y'all motherfuckers out there because some people wear the block to like a badge honor. I'm blocked yeah. by so-and-so. Really? That, that's what you do with your life? Yeah. Man, it's sad. And that's why I've never understood being a troll. I've never understood it. And the, the reason why is, and I understand, Diesel's explained it to me. I understand it. Yeah. I don't understand it from the aspect of, hey, you could be out here doing something constructive with your time, enjoying your life, enjoying every minute of it. And instead, you're like, hey, my enjoyment is shitting on things. Well, that's not really a way to live life, my guy. Yeah. And if you derive happiness from that, you're a sad motherfucker, man. You really are. And if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, that's a shot at me, you're a sad motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. You're probably the guy that also says mid in their late 30s and early 40s. (laughs) (laughs) So I've already called you out and offended you. Chances are you're not going to say shit to me. Mm -hmm. Why would you? (sighs) It's it's a weird world we live in. You know, and also we should practice if you're going to say something, say it to their face. Yeah, exactly. You know, the one good thing I'll give SRS is at least when him and that guy got in the kerfuffle online, it was on site. He did more, you know. Yeah. <laughs> there might not have been a fight, but he at least said something. Yeah, give him, so, give him that. balls for that. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't happen all the time. Not everybody likes hiding behind a keyboard. Yeah, nobody wants to say nothing. Mm-hmm. And the worst part about it is all of this is over something that you can, if you don't like WWE and there's no saving grace, like there's people literally like, oh, yep, that was terrible the whole way through. Then why keep watching? When I discovered that I did not like Monday Night Raw, I stopped watching Raw. Until last week, I had not watched a Monday Night Raw for two and a half years. Ken is my absolute yeah, witness. This is absolute facts. Most of you should know that because we were doing 607 TWS live on Monday nights on Twitch. Mm-hmm. So there, that was a good year of my life, or over a year. Yeah, I was going to say over Twitch. a year. So you know I wasn't watching because I was on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Once work? again, I was happy. Yeah. It was rad. I love that was my comment to somebody's thing that I put over. Mm-hmm. I can watch it all. It's rad. It's rad. That comment came from somebody who now would not tell you it's rad. Nope. How funny is that? How funny is it? The times have changed. The irony is amazing. The hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. The hypocrisy of that. You know, you know. It's not hard to look up who said it. Nope. Google is a friend. Yes, sir. I'm going to get that clip on the board so I can play it occasionally. Just to remind the hypocrisy. Yeah. They should do that one in the other clip that we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Just, just the hypocrisy. Come on, my guy. Got some stuff to learn. With that being said, that is enough for this edition of Inconvenient Truth yeah. the main event of this week's 607 TWS. Ken M, tell the fine folks how to find you in the ODPH one more time. Very simple. You want to find out everything going on with the panel, swing on over to odphpodcast.com. Join the conversation on social media. Check out Parlay Points, new blogs, count anywhere, drop T Public Store, uh, Classifieds, Director. You name it, it's the ODPH. You can be found at odphpodcast.com. Of course, 3FNpodcast.com for all things 3FN Podcast. Make sure you check it out. All the links are there. T Public, Patreon, uh, the social links, friends of the show, all that great stuff. Check it out, 3FNpodcast.com. That is all for this week's episode of the Wrestling Show. 607 Podcast presents the Wrestling Show. Hashtag 607TWS. We are going to play you out with our good friend, Second Suitor. The song is called One Winged Angel, as we do each and every week. Next week, we will be back to review the GCW weekend, to give you more of an update of the NJPW G1 Climax uh, week, and so much more, all the wrestling news and everything else you can handle from a trusted source that calls it right 
down the middle. Until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and most importantly, later, wrestling fans! Top ropes, one, two.